I'm, I'm getting a house, dude. I know, dude. I am. I'm excited for you. I'm. I gotta say though that uh, I'm. House. I'm a little green-eyed monster in that um, I want out of the house <laughs> in which we live <laughs> desperately. Yeah. And um, you know what I went through with that <clears throat> over a year ago. And there's like, yeah, man. There's more houses on our street that are up for sale, and they're not moving. I mean, no one's no one's moving. No, no. So, um, wow. you know, timing in life is everything. And apparently right now um, it is just not. It's not the time to move. <laughs> apparently not. Dude. So I'm sorry, man. Uh, no, that that's all right, man. But uh, I am a little envious because I'm like, oh, man, he gets to move into something bigger. My family and I, we need something bigger. <laughs> Even though well, to be own... fair, bigger bigger for us is out of a one bedroom apartment. But <laughs> I did. I I still. Uh, Joanne and I lived in a one bedroom apartment after we got married for yeah. about eight months. It was my apartment before we got married, and she moved in. Yeah. With me, and dude, we were there together. I was there for a total of a year, but her and I were together in that apartment for eight months, and. Yeah. Holy cow, man. We were <laughs> we were ready. Ready. I and, and understand. Having one having one crapper just didn't <laughs> did not help. It's a test of a marriage, you know. Do you guys only have That's one? That's when you know you're right. Yeah, we have one. We have one oh, toilet. Oh man, dude. When It's it's the it's those moments where you're like, you know what? You know you love each other at the in those times when the stars align and <laughs> and everyone has to go at the same time, brother. That's not good. So yeah. So no. I, but I'm uh, I'm definitely happy for you guys. Uh, it's I, yeah, I know I did. I had no idea that uh, you know you guys were in that one bedroom. Um, yeah, buddy. For that long, so. The the ability that, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I complain about the house in which we live. And meanwhile, sure. there's a family well. in India who's like, <laughs> you know, living in a Federal Express box. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> America's problems, Ryan, America's problems. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we definitely have a place to stretch out. It's not like we're sitting on top of each other or anything like that. But I mean, for you yeah. guys, um, yeah, man, that's you're going to feel real good. and not having people walking on top of you and walking yeah. below you and all that, all that fun stuff that comes with apartment living. It's, you know, it, to be fair, it's the best apartment experience. We, both of us have either had, um, that's good, but, uh, either of us have had, but yeah, it's, it's still an apartment experience. So, so if you're, if you're still in a, you know, if anyone out there would still be in an apartment by all means, you know, enjoy these times but well, hopefully some at one point they're going to be behind you <laughs> yeah i mean apartment living in itself is not terrible uh the second apartment that joanne and i lived in was was you know very spacious and you know we we enjoyed it we just you know we just wanted to have a house and so yeah you know that's that's what you know took us to where we're at now yeah buddy that's where you know that's where we're at we're just ready to move forward with life and everything else but I tell you, when you talked about timing, everything happens at, at the right time. Like this is, this is why it's been so long since we've been able to get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a couple of weeks. So, uh, well, I think uh, it's only been about a week. 
Maybe a week and a half. A week think. and a half, yeah. So appreciate everyone who yeah. is, is listening, being patient with us. The goal is definitely not to uh, keep you hanging on every word and then abandon you for a while. Uh, <laughs> very very similar to, you know, a uh, fellow show on, on Shut Up Dog. Uh, we are uh, sometimes bound to the restrictions of life and... Until them fat checks come rolling in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it doesn't hurt to dream. Uh, no. Yeah, so we're, we're at the mercy of, of life sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. There's a lot of house hunting, had some family visit, and then, um, you know, went back to house hunting again. And where I think around the time that you and I sat down to say, okay, we're going to, all right, we've got this, we got this day, we're going to be good. And then you had something happen. And then I was like, all right, no big deal. We're going to replan. We got this other thing. And then I had something happen. So yeah, what, what happened with me was I was dragging my near lifeless corpse of a body through, <laughs> through the middle portion of my week. <laughs> and I, we had planned to kind of record late at night and I texted him like, Hey man, this ain't happening. It's not tonight. happening. <laughs> I said, unless, unless we want to show where I'm just like, uh, uh, you know, nobody, nobody wants to hear that for you know an hour or so. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it worked out for today. Uh, so that's good. I'm, I'm getting the sleep out of my eyes, the ringing out of my ears. So we're, we're getting there, man, man. Well, I tell you, I'm, I've been, uh, Pretty active. I mean, either way, though, if we're not on, you know, if you're not listening to us on the podcast, we still have the Twitter account, uh, RFPBBC. Wait, no, I said it wrong. It's well, you're the you're the webmaster, <laughs> dude. You better get this right. right. <laughs> RFR <laughs> RFBPC, Reasonable Fanboys Podcast. That's right. RFBPC. Uh, it'll, it'll, we'll get it one day. I don't know, but I'm on there a lot. Um, you know, posting with my thoughts and, and things that happen with, with the comic book world and stuff like that. So uh, if anything else, if you want to reach out and you're on Twitter, that's where to find us. Also, uh, reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Uh, so if you want to send your thoughts on what we're talking about like throughout the week or, you know, we say something that you're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I need to tell you, <laughs> these guys are dumb. <laughs> By well, all means, we, let us know. Well, and we, we legitimately, uh, you know, we want to hear from people. Uh, we, we are <clears throat> fanboys, hence the name of the show. Uh, we try to be as reasonable as we can, uh, but we will, we will get impassioned from time right. to time. Uh, but we definitely want to hear from you guys. And, um, you know, if you want to tell us we stink, then tell us we stink. If you want to tell us we're the greatest thing ever, which we are, uh, we will we will agree with you. And yeah, um, of course, yeah. So definitely, that would be great. And uh, speaking of which, we had um, a fan of the show named Jeremy, who um, I, I don't know what was wrong with the artwork before, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those were those were my drawings. You know what I mean. I, could, I drew those. Could be a, a just a touch, just a touch of copyright infringement, maybe. <laughs> there was no symbols on anything. <laughs> the likenesses were eerily similar to existing were, was... <laughs> to, to existing <laughs> trademarked property. That's, um, you know what? You're right. It was it was a, an incredible likeness. So, uh, but if you didn't see before, if you had, if you just started listening to the show and and it's popped up on your RSS feeds or what have you. Um, in your podcast app, uh, the show before had some very, uh, 
very amazing drawings on it. It was a two stick figures. <laughs> I thought <laughs> one it was, had a, I thought it was kind of cool, man. One had a cape, one had a cowl, you know, uh, and um, and then a handwritten reasonable fanboys header. And so uh, a fan of the show uh, saw saw pity. And, uh, <laughs> no, he did. He was like, he's like, Hey man, I really like the show, which I really appreciate him listening and, and taking a, you know, people listening and, and just hearing our thoughts. But, um, he was like, Hey man, I, I, I was up late one night and I put this together. Do you like it? Um, and I think immediately after he sent it to me, I, I just put it up everywhere. I loved it so much. I was like, no, this is, this is it. Like, this is our thing. Yeah. Um, it looks so good. thank you. Yeah. So thank you to Jeremy Wallace. He's, uh, he, uh, put together the artwork for us. Um, and uh, I think it, it really represents what I love it. I, I, it's simple. It's great. I just love it. Anyway, I would agree. I would love agree. it. Take a look at it if you haven't already, because it's amazing. He did a well, very good job. And he, he's probably well, he will be contacted by me and eventually at <laughs> some point uh, right. <laughs> to uh, to rework uh Sister show, Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks. Um, right, yeah. Because Rex and I's ugly mugs, I have grown weary of those faces. Uh, so, I enjoy the duck faces. I enjoy oh, the duck face brother. photo. Man, yeah. The so. ha- handkerchiefs and duck, duck faces. Oh, man. Bearded divas. Uh, I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. What show was that when you guys took that photo? Motley Crew. Nice. Yeah, Motley Crew. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, um, let's kick up on the last like few weeks of stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is what well, seems like so much stuff has happened in the last few weeks. Uh, by the way. Dude, I'm I'm uh, I'm all fanboyed up. Uh, you know, obviously there was a, a little little movie that came out uh, a little over a week ago, uh, generated a, some revenue. Yeah. Generated as and I am it was one hundred and thirty five million dollars of revenue in the first weekend. Yeah. And uh, I am ready to destroy the Internet today in my weakened <laughs> condition. I was for those who were wondering, like, why is he talking like he's knocking on death's door? Um, because I am now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, been been a little sick this week, and then I went to an extremely loud concert last night. So here I'm sitting with earbuds in my ears and a deathly clanging in one ear. So, um, Love it. yeah. So I will uh, do my best to help kill the internet today because of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think that's I what think we should lead with. You want to lead with that? Well, yeah. I, I definitely want to chat up a little All more right, Star Wars too because we we got the new Rogue One trailer on Thursday. Yes, and. Oh boy, man! Star Wars freaking rules, dude. I just get all giddy when I watch those. I don't pay mm. attention much. I just get like just giddy. Star Wars rules, but let's talk Suicide Squad because let's talk Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's who's gonna jump in here first and start throwing haymakers? Because you and I both loved it. I mean, we're not gonna be. Throwing, I liked it a lot. Yeah, you and I aren't gonna be throwing haymakers at each other, but I am gonna be throwing haymakers at everybody that that's on the internet. So get ready, internet. Okay. Here I come. So I do. So let's let's do a good news, bad news situation, right? Bad news first. Because that's you know because we love this stuff doesn't mean that we overlook. Right. The the goof, right? Cuz no, there, there is there's there, quite a bit of goof. There were some goofs in Suicide Squad, but just as there are goofs in every comic book based movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. the almighty Marvel that, you know, everybody you. loves and rightfully so because they're great yeah. films, there are some goofs where you're just like, "Oh man." Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go for it, man. Lead us off, dude. All right. <clears throat> 
<laughs> yeah, clear it out there. <laughs> <laughs> right into the mic. Just yeah. Just hawking hawking along. Everybody here. loves to hear a throat clear right Everyone into the mic. Phlegm. Everyone loves phlegm. Everyone loves phlegm. Uh no, good grief. So first thing that I have to pick a nit with. Uh, is Are you gonna lead the, with the bad? Okay, that's fine. Well, yeah, I was gonna go good okay. news, bad news. So we lead with bad, and then we 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 wrap it up with what we love. <laughs> okay, it, it, so it be ends called, well. So, so it'd be called bad news, good news. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> let's play. And, let's, play, let's play good let's, news, let's, bad news. Any, First any of other, all, this one really nits? sucks. <laughs> any, <laughs> any other nits you want to pick about this right now? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Uh, good grief. So the. The thing that I that kind of bugged me the most um, was the lack of or the I guess the lack of Joker in the film when the trailers seemed to be just Joker heavy. You had every intro of the trailers on the Suicide Squad started with the Joker's laugh and his little that little twist of the WB logo. Mm -hmm. All the trailers started that way. They made it sound like Harley Quinn was talking about the Joker when she said like, uh oh, or here he comes and this and that and the uh, other dude, that's, it really that's, turned up the key on yeah. how much they that I thought the Joker was going to be in the movie. And that's a deliberate move uh, by the studios with trailers. Trailers, the way they are normally not done by the director, yeah. too, by the way. So yeah. um I am going to give David Ayer uh, a pass. Uh, Ayer or Ayer. I, I pronounce it Ayer. He's the director and the writer of the movie. Sure. Uh, I'm going to give him a pass on that because he literally did not know uh, how that trailer would be presented. And I agree 100%. Uh, you know, you hear Leto's, you know, laugh. and Yeah, man. Then a quick cut to Harley going, uh-oh. When right. in the movie, she uh-ohed over something completely different. That right. is what trailers do. And as excited as we get for trailers, they are a hodgepodge, mishmash, hoop-de-doo. Sure. And some of it is to kind of throw you off. But now in this case... You know, Joker was definitely a, for lack of a better term, a meal ticket. I mean, you you look at the squad outside of Harley, right. how many non-comic book fans are going to know Rick Flagg and sure. El Diablo and Enchantress and Killer Croc? Well, Killer Croc, maybe. Yeah, from Batman. Because I mean, of an association with Batman. Uh <clears throat> Aside from those characters, who yeah. do the casual people know? Joker. Well, yeah, and that's why they had Joker, Batman inside of that that car. I swear, to, I swear to goodness, man, that car was in the movie as much as it was in the trailer. We saw all the car scenes. We saw inside much, of the trailer. We saw pretty much all of Batman's interaction with with Joker. Yeah, almost all of Batman's stuff mm -hmm. with in the trailer. Yeah. Um. And I just I really thought, and we talked about this on a couple shows ago that we thought that that would be we'd hear more of a story, we'd hear more of the tale, uh, because it was so heavy that we thought we would hear some of that story happen from Joker and Harley Quinn, and then we would then be um you know then have the the luscious. Uh, icing on the cake of the Suicide Squad kind of saving the day yeah. in another kind of way. <clears throat> and I didn't necessarily think that I didn't I guess I didn't think that those would be flashbacks as much either. I thought those were going to be um, pieces of the movie that I was going to be able to Batman was going to be almost in and out 
of the of the movie. Yeah, I mean, of of all the members of the, I mean, in in this iteration of Suicide Squad that you saw on film, uh, four of them are all directly related to Batman mythology. Right. Obviously, Joker, yeah. Harley, Deadshot, yeah, and uh, Killer, Killer and Killer Croc. Uh, now there, if you read Suicide um, Squad comics, which are very good, and I know I pimp the New Fifty Two a lot because it's mm-hmm. awesome. The New Fifty Two Squad is is really some captivating stuff. I really enjoyed it. I know people kind of hit and miss on it, but whatever. I I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, the team, as is the case with any team based comic, uh, you know, whether it's Avengers, Justice League, X Men, Teen Titans, whatever. Uh, the the team you know rotates around. Right, and people yeah. will come and go, and because they're all criminals, um, it wouldn't always be the same team you know pulled out of Bell Rave or Blackgate to go right. uh, on a particular mission. So yeah, I I would say in in that regard, I I don't want to say I was disappointed. I it was just more along the lines of okay, very. Very much like uh, Dawn of Justice, uh, I I feel that we're we're going to be given other pieces that slide in in upcoming yeah. films. Uh, we we know that 2018 uh, we'll see the Batman. It's just a standalone Batman movie right. called yeah. the Batman. Right. Um, I love that title, by the way. The Batman. I do too. That's I great, th- man. Yeah. And. I think it's it's funny to hear people's reactions of like, oh, I wonder if Harley's going to be in it. Of course, Harley's going to be in it. Margot Robbie was outstanding as Harley Quinn. She grabbed that character and did not let go. I thought she was fantastic. She had the look. Uh, she had the crazy sex appeal, the damaged, broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the best the best part. And oh, by the way, can we just preface this? There, we are yeah. going to talk spoilers in this. So if you have not seen oh, Suicide yeah. Squad, just stop now. Okay, we're not going to pump the brakes, um, but we're going to let you know there's going to be some some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, stop. I'll try to go back. I think I'll go back and I'll I'll okay. put it at the beginning of okay. this to, yeah. to let people know. Yeah, go because we're going to spoil some things. We don't want to spoil it for you, but we want to give you a forewarning. We are definitely going to be talking about endings and middle credit scenes and all that fun stuff. Yes. Uh, so um, I thought Margot was fantastic as Harley, and I think the scene that really, really encapsulated it for me was when Waller, you know, tells Deadshot to take her out after Joker. Um, right. Yeah. And boom, he shoots, and she goes limp, you know, hanging on the helicopter rope, and, and then, then just she pops right back. Then up. she pops back up, and she does that very iconic Harley Quinn, just kind of the wink and the and the. The little the wave. wave. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, dude, she is loving this role. Uh, she did really great. But yeah, it, 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 getting back to the bad news before we talk about the good news, I, I will yeah. agree with that. Uh, it, I, I just, I, at least I'm hoping yeah. that whatever led up to Batman chasing Joker and Harley uh, was, it, it could have been Jason Todd related. Yeah, uh, it 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 could be a number of things, or if it was just a random, oh, you guys are out. Well, I'm gonna go catch you type of scenario. I'd like to think it was, you know. Hopefully, I'd like to think that's like, you know what I mean. In my dream, in my dream scenarios of how how viciously he he goes after both of them, but still goes to save 
well you know, Harley, but I mean, yeah. maybe it's just like a moment. Maybe it's just that moment where but he's okay. Bad guys are out. I got to go catch them. Here, versus here's, here's where here's I think it. Jason Todd. Yeah, here's where I think it may not be Jason Todd related. Is uh, yeah, he the, the way he pursues. And by the way, we got to throw in some good news uh, on that scene when that camera pans down and the Batmobile goes flying around that corner, <laughs> and this that engine just goes, and you're just and our, our theater was just like shaking during that that scene. That gave me chills. I mean, that was just like yeah. a full on Batman pursuing. Yeah. Joker. That was uh, good. It was very cool. Uh, could have used a little bit more of that. That's okay that, that we didn't. Um, I've heard some people speculate that that chase is post Dawn of Justice. So it's, it's, oh, not, okay. it's not quite the rage beast Batman that we... Okay. That, right. Because uh, would, would, he, would he have just maybe chosen to let them... They go like off. dive into yep. the dive into the pier, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. I, I think about that too. If he's pa- if he's post rage, then that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. he would may have just like okay, like I don't have to save you. Like, I may not kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, and so uh, you know the way he he saves Harley, and mm-hmm. I'm you know people just look to be offended all the time. They're like, oh, the violence against women when he punched her. It's a comic um, book movie, okay? Um, yeah. I don't think for a minute that Warner Brothers and DC sat down and said, hey, gentlemen, how can we perpetuate violence against women? Well, I've got an idea. How about we have Batman sock Harley right in the kisser? <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. You know? Uh, no, I don't think it's that. No. I think it's she also when you came talk about with, bad guys. Came, well, she came at him with a knife, too. When you talk about bad guys versus good guys, this is the whole thing. And I guess I'm using the term guys very loosely. But when you bad, talk about bad, 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 people. bad people versus good people. <laughs> um, no, but it's something. It's that bad gender said, neutral right? versus good gender neutral. <laughs> good gender neutral, right? So <laughs> it's not about, uh, I guess, perpetuating the violence against women in that scene. Um, there was a scene that bothered me a little later on that I, that I didn't feel too great about that has something to do with that. But The, the CPR kiss type of thing? No, that I, I, uh, also I, didn't bother me either. Well, you know, and here's what I don't get about that, uh, because, you know, that was one of the the it, it's funny what people will will pick at. I, I just mm-hmm. it, it, it is a head scratcher. And I and I don't know if it's because people aren't familiar with the characters involved, because this is the first time ever that Harley and Deadshot and Enchantress and all these other fantastic characters, Katana have been on screen. And so for those who read the books and for those who play the video games and for those who watch the animated movies, we, we know who these, these people are. Right. And so the character of Harley is, uh, she is nuts. She's, she's like, you know, if the Joker were turned down to like a six, (laughs) you know, right. But still incredibly dangerous. And so it's not, out of her character that if Batman is going to revive her, that she was either playing possum Mm -hmm. and decided to steal a little kissy kiss from Batman. That is just how that chick operates. She's, she, yeah, she's bonkers. She's just like the Joker. You cannot predict what she's going to do. Right. 
And so for people, yeah, yeah, and so for people to get like, oh, that was so distasteful. It's like, oh my gosh, go. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I'm not reading the same news you are because I did not hear that at all, dude. It's go check the source material before you start writing your 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 poot. You know, um, yeah, you're, yeah. All right. So, um, well, well, you said well, violence against women. Let's, let's get. Well, violent. I did. There was, there was a, there was a thing, but I agree. And I think, you know, as we start talking about Harley, it's something that I think is worth mentioning, of course. But for those who don't know her origin, um, it's from the animated series. Uh, that that de- that debuted in the '90s. That I grew up with. That we talked about. I grew up watching that. Um, in fact, I still have Volume One in a DVD case. I bought it at like Fry's Electronics nice. um, a couple years ago. Yeah, she did not debut in the comics. She was no. She an- was pure uh, from the animated series. She debuted as a throwaway kind of henchman, and the woman who voiced her, and I can't remember the name of the of her of the voice actor, and I. Bums me out because it was really great. Um, Mr. Is, uh, J. Yeah, uh, I need to look it up because I can't just not like give her props because that's terrible. Well, and I believe she voiced uh, Harley. Uh, you know, not not just in the animated, but also in the several award-winning uh, video games um, as well too. She voiced Harley in those. Uh, and you, Arlene. And- yeah, sorry, I just got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Arlene Sorkin was Arlene the Sorkin, voice. Yeah, yeah and, it was and, the voice. And Margot Robbie definitely uh, did not try to impersonate her, but definitely it was inspired by embodied uh, it. Mm-hmm. Inspired. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a, a respectful, I guess, in a way. But mm-hmm. she, I mean, that was her character, right? That was that's her source material is Puddin, and yep, <laughs> you yep, know that's pudding, her source. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, I think it was. It was really awesome to see, or it's kind of awesome to see a character that was born out of maybe not comic book lore, but that was thrown in from a t- from an animated series um, that meant a lot to people growing up in the '90s who loved Batman as much as I did. Uh, to see like what as a kid you watch that show and you're like, well, "This is man, this is a really cool cartoon. I really like it as a cartoon." And then you find out later that there's Emmy nominated episodes. Uh, the mm-hmm. the Mister Freeze episode was an Emmy nominated episode. It was, and yes. the revival of Clayface was mm-hmm. a D character in the Batman comic book series, but was almost like an A character in this animated series. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool to see uh, this kind of whole you know segment of comic book culture that people love to cosplayer as. Um, like make it to the big screen all from this animated series. I, I love that. Well, in, in very similar fashion to other, you know, comic book villains and heroes, uh, yeah. has different looks and different interpretations and different, uh, approaches. Yeah. Yeah. But yet still the blueprint remains the same. And in mm-hmm. a lot of ways she is Joker's Robin. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, moving forward, I guess in the film, when they all get together in the in that uh, military parking, or that military area where oh. the the trailer scene where Harley Quinn gets dressed and everyone's watching her get dressed, you know, um, you can't can you blame them? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lucky you tattoo, which is I think uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, there was a scene in there that did bug me. And I and it slips into slips is a nice word word to, to throw there, but it it pushes into further into the film, um, as the as one of the guys that was in the trailers in all the posters in all the in 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 the comic book series of it too, 
uh, Slipknot. Yeah. And he was a Native American, uh, Native American character, which we honestly, when you talk about diversity in films, is not uh, is not a <laughs> Native American is not represented well there. I don't think. No, the the last time that I remember uh, a Native American being represented as a superhero was the Super Friends TV show, mm-hmm. uh, where the hero's name was just simply Apache. And right. he would grow tall and uh, <laughs> it's not it's again, it's it's that diversity. It's terrible. Right? It's terrible. It's talking about the yeah. diversity of uh, and we talk about this a lot with Marvel mm-hmm. not paying a lot of attention to female superheroes. No. Nope. And it's it's the same way as it comes to race. And it's this it's the same idea. And so when you have a Native American character, the first thing he does is punches a female guard in the face and then says, well, she had a mouth on her. Yeah. That yeah. bugged me a little bit. And it's and I know I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be like as annoyed as I was at it, but I just didn't know like is this something I'm supposed to laugh at? Like is this something that like I understand that they're bad people and like that should be kind of expected, right? Like they're bad guys. It's not these are not superheroes in any way. But in the terms of necessity of t- telling a character's story, the only thing we find out about Slipknot is that he can be talked into stuff and he punches a woman in the face. Yeah, yeah, he's he was demonstrated as as basically an idiot. Uh yeah, I, I you know, I didn't really think much about that that particular scene. Um I, at least I didn't go that far uh into breaking it down, although I, I completely see where you're coming from with it. Uh I I feel the entire character of Slipknot in the movie was was ridiculous in the movie he was like it was what maybe five minutes of screen time well in the the character itself in the comics is even more ridiculous and uh sure. you know he he was simply there uh which is a throwback to the squad comics because they do have the the implants in their heads yeah uh it, it's a throwback to the comics that you know boomerang talks some and i forget who it is off the top of my head but in in the new 52 reboot one of the first missions they're sent out on uh, boomerang talks someone into doing very something very similar yeah. uh, to test it to see if we're they're being lied to and so i understand the need for that uh, the exposition i get the need it, for the it, exposition it, it needed to be there in the movie because you know i mean it is a, a, a band of of villains and sure. why would they why would they believe their captors right uh, so yeah, I I would agree with that. I, that that scene in of itself, um, you know, it, it was almost it was like because, well, we, they gave such yeah. a backstory to everybody else, right? And then so then they show us uh, Slipknot, and you know, like you said, he he's good at at socking people in the kisser, and yeah, and, and then and getting then like does. talked into, <laughs> yeah. Talked into jumping around a bunch and getting yeah. his head blown off. And now I think, and then there's, but I just, anyway, like, I don't want to go, I don't want to spend another five minutes on this, but no. it was something I watched and I was like, I, I didn't understand. I liked, I was like, great. There's more diversity in these groups. There's more diversity in this, in this series. And I think it's wonderful. And he's dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where it went. Like I was thinking to myself, great. Wait, went, never mind. He went up in smoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, that was, but, I mean, that they, scene bugged me a little bit about well, they the did, bad news stuff, but they, yeah. they did make Deadshot African-American and he mm-hmm. is, he is not in the comics. Right. Will Smith plays mm-hmm. Deadshot, which again, love it. 
I think these the characters that are that are changing in the ways that almost seem like he's a he's a villain. Who can play this villain the best? And Will Smith did a fantastic job as Dutch. Yeah, I I am not the world's biggest Will Smith fan. Uh, in fact, I am not a Will Smith fan. Um, <laughs> I thought, um, uh, well, we can do a Will Smith episode. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed that I didn't get a rap album with the Suicide Squad from oh, Will Smith this brother. time. You know, we yeah. got it from Men in Black and Will, wild, Will, wild, wild, wild Wild West. Yeah. So Wild Wild West. <laughs> So I don't understand why we think it's yeah, this time. Um, no, I'm I'm not a I'm not a super Will Smith fan. Uh, yeah. However, he played Deadshot like Will Smith should be playing him, and yeah. he he was very good. And and, it, and I felt I ha, well I have felt that uh, he was starting to take him the the actor Will Smith, not the character Deadpool, was starting to take himself a little too serious. You know, he had some serious, uh, you know, roles, Ali, happiness. Um, sure. The one where he plays the professor with, with the brain tumor. I forget the name of that movie. Off Seven the top Pounds. Of Seven Pounds. And then that god-awful Scientology advertisement, um, Earth whatever. What was oh, that? I never they saw did, that. They, After they did, Earth, was it? After Earth. Yikes! We, we may that. be well. We may be hearing from some liars, but I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> liars. Just say liars. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, nothing but a two-hour advertisement for Scientology. And if you're a Scientologist, we're not trying to offend, so please don't take it as such. But um, I I don't think that's a a hidden meaning in that movie by any means. It just was not a good movie. And so I feel that you know him being able to you know take this role as as Deadshot. Uh, and play it very well um, yeah. was probably good for his career right now as well too yeah. because he's not the he's not the big draw that he once was right and so uh, I feel that you know this was good for him to 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 be in there and he played it very well and he may get and that's the thing he's he's of course now a part of a large movie series that will continue further more than the um, than the movie he passed on to do this which was Independence Day. Um, he didn't he didn't do the remake or the the sequel to Independence Day because he was doing this, which I think probably it, for a longevity reason was a good was a better decision. Well, well, I, I saw the second Independence Day. Uh, yeah. saw, saw it on my birthday this summer and I really liked it. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. It is in every definition of the word a popcorn summer movie. Sure. Yeah. If you're expecting King Lear. <laughs> Or, uh, or the Mac first Independence Day, or Macbeth, <laughs> then uh, I'm sorry, good sir, you have entered the wrong theater. It was fun, but yeah, I, I, it seems like a fun movie. It I, was fun, I, and it I was I missed it, but and it was it seems it like was, a really fun movie. It was better without Will Smith too, by the way. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just committed another nerd blast. But he's like, how dare him? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. So, uh, but you, like, you still like got the, Jeff Goldblum strutting around, which hey, was, I can watch that dude do pretty much anything. That so guy's awesome, dude. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> rules. 
Jeff Goldblum. Absolutely rules. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, 2016. That's what I'm saying, man. Vote Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> there, that's that's a candidate I can get behind. So, uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, what I'm saying is uh, that's my terrible <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Is that uh, is Jeff, Jeff Goldblum hmm. walked over? That's crazy. He came into yeah. your house. That's yeah, nuts. I know. just uh, I just dude, I just love hearing that guy talk. The way he so scratch good. his head and. Yeah, but the difference is the rides don't come alive and uh, uh, eat eat the guests. I just that's a terrible Jeff Goldblum. But by the way, by the way, side note on Jeff Goldblum: Do you know how many huge blockbusters that man has been in? Quite a few. Jurassic Park, right? Lost World, yeah. Independence then, Day. Mm-hmm. Then for the for a long time before we got into the age of of comic book movies, were three of the highest grossing films of all time. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool, man. Jeff Goldblum. That is cool. Dude, he's the man, dude. I love that guy. Anyway. That's something you and I completely agree on. Yeah, absolutely, man. (laughs) He's got to find his way into a comic book movie somewhere. He would be fantastic. You know what? That would be... That would be something else. Yeah. I'm kind of dreaming right now. Don't get me dreaming because then I'll start dreaming about Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he he would would be awesome. He'll transcend. Um, Yeah, he would. All right, so uh, I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to think of anything else I needed to pick apart. Um, uh, I, I I got a couple. I mean, not, you know, yeah. not really much. Um, I you know, <clears throat> I I just I really just believe that this was a a a really great movie. I I think that if I were to, the 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 points you bring up are 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 valid. Uh, I felt that uh, a couple of times um, the CGI effects towards the end of the movie. Uh, felt a little little video game style, yeah. J- just a touch. Nothing that threw me out of my suspension of disbelief. Uh, just like you know, I can go back and and watch um, Civil War, and yeah, obviously during the the final fight between Cap and Iron Man, a couple of that is very CGI because it kind of hurts and jerks about. Yeah, um, you just you you got to take that with a grain of salt. Because you're not going to get actors and or stunt people to do those type of things without brutally murdering them. So, well, yeah, <laughs> you can't get thrown. You can't get thrown across a, uh, an entire into a dumpster or something. Yeah, it's just an entire gonna, like lobby yeah. into a dumpster and, and still like, OK, yeah. cool. Next take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to have seen uh, Dr. June Moon uh, fleshed out just a little bit more because she's a, she is a very captivating character. Uh, they they sexed her up tremendously uh, as the enchantress, and I would say overall as a villain, uh, it could have had a little bit more of of a punch to it. The CGI towards the end, you know, kind of had me scratching my head a little bit. Uh, yeah. Again. I, I feel like that's just more of a oh, I got to find something to hate in this movie. Yeah. When you're searching that, when I feel like you're searching that hard, it's, it's, you know what? It may not be, it's like one of those moments where you're like, do I not like this? You don't, we don't either have to not like it or we, or love it. Right. Like it's not either, or we don't have to just like extremely go nuts over this stuff where it's like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other option is, well, if I can't love it, then I have to hate it. And it's not that at all. Like things can just be okay. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not it's not good or bad. It's just OK. But a lot of people I feel like right now, especially in the hyperbole of the conversation of um, of comic book movies, is that it either has to be the most fascinating and amazing thing I've ever seen placed in front of me as a person 
or it's garbage and I hate it. Yeah. And that, that, <laughs> is, that is really what is, is getting my goat out of all this. And, and before we get to the stuff that we loved, I, I, I just, I have to, I, I just have to say it, it got to the point where I literally had to stop reading about suicide squad. Yeah. You know, um, I had to solo this one uh, because we thought we were going to be getting this show in a couple days after it right, got released yeah. into the theaters. It didn't I happen. I saw it on the 5th. I think I yeah. saw it on the Saturday yeah, after. I, you saw it that we literally, day too. Yeah. We literally saw it at the same time, but you were uh, two hours ahead of me and about 15 minutes more into the movie than what yeah. I was. So S- sat in with a few friends and, and Jeremy, yeah. I was sitting right next to Jeremy and we watched awesome. it together. Today. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I wish I could have had a clan. I thought I had a little group going, but they all bailed. So anyway, I had to solo it, yeah. which was, which was okay. I don't mind doing that. Um, but even standing in line, um, I'm, I'm hearing people complaining about this movie and, you know, I sent you a text and I said, dude, yeah. I said, I'm standing in line here and, People are already complaining, and it's funny. It's like you know, no one put a gun to your head. Uh, there was no, uh, <laughs> there was no government edict that everybody had to go see Suicide Squad. Um, I'm I'm a firm believer that that person standing in line who was complaining about a movie that he had yet to see had already decided. He loved it. Okay. But in order to fit in, he hates it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That is what is going on, not only with this movie, but with Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes can suck it. <laughs> I have suck. had... They I can have, suck their own tomatoes. I have had enough <laughs> of those guys, seriously. And I'm not just talking comic book movies here, okay? When you look at, and uh, dude, I'm going to blow those guys up. When you look at the quote unquote reviewers, yeah, they are clowns who are bloggers, vloggers, joggers, cloggers. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. All right. Now you do get reviews from say the Arizona Republic or the New York Times, right? Yeah. Austin's Austin's newspaper where you live. Yeah. You're you're going to get those. And then you're gonna get, you know, reviews from websites. Yeah. I IGN, Entertainment Weekly, you know, places like that. Yeah. Yet the overwhelming majority of these reviews are from people who sit behind their MacBook Pro and just, hmm, this movie was the greatest piece of trash ever. And that's one person's opinion. And it's one person's opinion. Some people will tell me that I'm an idiot when I say, well, people tell me I'm an idiot for a lot of things, but they will, <laughs> they will tell me, just because a movie made money doesn't mean it's good. To that, I counter, if it didn't make money, people wouldn't think it's good. Movies that are bad, mm-hmm. genuinely bad, yeah. don't make money. Yeah. Because they're bad. They stink. Green Lantern didn't make money because it stunk. 
right? Yep. Batman and Robin didn't make money because it stunk. It was terrible. Dawn of Justice made money. Right. And is still in iTunes top five for purchases, top three in Blu-ray sales. It's making money. Suicide Squad is making money. So when people say, well, just because a movie makes money doesn't mean it's good. There are some cases where you're just kind of like, I don't know how that movie made that much money. And conversely, where there's fantastic movies Mm -hmm. that for whatever reason did not capture an audience. Just didn't resonate and didn't, didn't get the ticket sales. By and large, though, when you talk about big blockbusters, if it's making money, people like it. Yeah, people like it. Rotten Tomatoes is just simply a collection of opinions. And the internet is toxic with opinions. You know, CinemaScore, in my opinion, along with with box office revenue, is where it's at. These are the people who are leaving the theater and are uh, polled, interviewed on their response which is very different from a reviewer. A reviewer traditionally does not pay to go see a movie. They're comped. So there's no out-of-pocket expense unless they buy popcorn, which I'm sure I guess which so, I'm yeah. sure they're not. So the people who actually paid for the movie and as they're as they're yeah. leaving, Suicide Squad has a B+ rating in cinema score. Really? Don uh uh Don of Justice had a a B- or a B. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That means that yeah. overwhelming, B plus. overwhelming people are saying, yeah, I like this. It was good. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go see it again. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to you know, buy it when it's available for home video or, or watch it on pay-per-view or whatever. Right. But they're at least saying, yeah, I thought this was really good. And so Suicide Squad is, is you know, trending very well. Uh, in in cinema score and it just I think you know DC didn't do themselves and Warner Brothers didn't do themselves any favors in handing over the trailer to uh, you know an outside company which is what they do that's what every studio does right the Joker is not the main villain in this movie and he is a presence in the movie. He is a a a someone who's a shadow. He's following the mm-hmm. squad. He yeah. he could care less about the squad, which is very similar to his approach to the squad in the comics. He just doesn't yeah. care. He's not the leader of the Suicide he, uh, Squad. He doesn't. Not in any sense of the word. Yeah, it's it's not some sort of like this. Or they look to him nope. as a leader. They don't look to him like that. It's it's not it's nothing like that. Even Deadshot gets nervous when he hears Joker's coming. Yeah. Well, he was talking to Harley about that in the plane ride, mm. and he's like looking over at the phone. He's like, uh, "Yeah, what's humming, 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 right?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I like that because it paints a picture that Joker is just he is such a wild card that even someone like Deadshot who is capable yeah. and smart and intelligent is like I don't want to get mixed up with this guy at all. Yeah. And yeah. you know he knows that Joker could potentially deactivate the the bomb in his head, but he's also kind of like what's he going to ask in return? He could just be like, you know, ha, 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 
fucking blow his head off. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, Joker was not the villain of the movie. And unfortunately, the trailer no. really camped on on Joker. And I, I think that, you know, definitely hurt a little bit. But I'm sitting here at Box Office Mojo right now. It's Saturday, 924 a.m. Arizona time. Yeah. Three hundred and seventy million six hundred four thousand seven hundred twenty eight dollars. This movie has yep. made both domestic and foreign. Uh, it is still the number one movie in the box office. It does not look like anything is going to be challenging it uh, this weekend uh, in terms of a hot new release. So more than likely, it will probably finish the weekend at number one again and deservedly yep. so. Let's talk about some of the good. That's all I got to say. That's yeah, all I got to say about okay. the internet. And I'm going to say, and I just want to end the internet on this. Okay. If you're someone who's listening to this show, all right, you're going to hear this a number of times. You're going to have a choice, dear friends. You're going to have a choice mm-hmm. to either try to fit in or embrace something that you love. And I firmly believe that the, peop- the majority of people who are hating on this movie, they want to love it, but they so desperately mm-hmm. want to fit in that they're going to hate it. I agree. And just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're being, you're being silly. Just stop. And that's, you it's know, okay. And it's I know. okay to love it. I know people <laughs> who love Batman and Robin and I am not going yeah. to convince them otherwise. I'm like, Hey, that's great. I just really believe that you love it. It was fun. It was exciting. It was loud. It was brash. It was in your face. Was the dialogue mm-hmm. cheesy? Yes, it's a mm-hmm. newsflash. It's a comic book movie. You think Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy was on equal par as Tom Sawyer when it comes Dude, to dialogue? There was moments, yeah, there was, there was Civil War had no. dialogue issues, growingly like, dialogue issues. You know, no, no one seemed to complain when Star Lord did the Running Man to distract the villain. Yeah, to to, to distract uh, the at the end of the movie. Did did you like the, dog ear that too? Mm-hmm. Like just burp. Yep. Like yep. Are we there? This is what sincerely the thing that we're yeah. that's stopping that guy yeah. from destroying that planet yeah. is a dance is a dance is, is Star Lord doing the running man. But yet Enchantress is doing her Samba dance and people are like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> why can't this be cool? Like the Guardians, she should be doing the running man. <laughs> anyway, all, all right. I'm asking fanboys is to think. Use the matter between your ears, okay? All right, let's talk about what we like. Yeah, form your own opinions, right? Yeah. And if you can't express those opinions around your friends, then, uh, I don't know, find new friends? Yeah, find new friends. (laughs) Hey, dial us up. We'll be your friends. Yeah. ReasonableFanboys.gmail.com. We'll be your friend. I'm taking another bite of food. Okay. No, you're... Hey, you know, breakfast is the most important meal (laughs) of the day. It is. Um... The things that I liked, uh, I did like, and a lot of, I've seen, you know, okay, I guess moving forward, I don't want to keep hammering on the fact that the internet hated certain part of this thing, even though though it's the stuff that we like. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about what everybody else thought of these moments. I'm going to talk about what I thought. I guess I'm saying that because that's where I was almost going was like, I liked this and everybody hated this. I'm not going to do that anymore because I liked it. I liked the book page introductions of mm-hmm. every single one of those yeah, characters. That was very cool, except for Slipknot. You know, <laughs> okay. he didn't. He, he didn't get one. No. Well, yeah. Well, why would he? <laughs> no. He. 
Why was he? <laughs> anyway. Why was he in the movie? I still don't know. Why was he even in yeah, the movie? I don't know. Yeah, exposition. We got to show that these bombs go off. Okay, gotta stop hating. The <laughs> the um. So I liked that. I I loved seeing Easter eggs in the and I didn't see all the Easter eggs. And I told you about the Easter egg that I thought was like the one of the coolest ones that uh, that was caught by a friend and of ours dude, that saw the movie. And I missed it completely. I had to go back and I missed it too. I I missed it as well. Um. And he walked out and he's just like, did you guys see the the Harley Quinn hit list? And I was like, no, I, I, I was, you know, there were so many other colors on the screen that I was yeah, looking at. I was distracted um, by all the pretty <laughs> colors. Um, and one of those was uh, was um, uh, responsible for the murder yes. of Robin. Yes. And if you'll and they've been releasing a few pictures and people have been picking up on it. Joker has a tattoo on his forearm mm-hmm. of a Robin with an arrow through yeah. it. And, and it's dead. And I'm like, and of course, like all the fanboy of just, oh, man, like that's it's good lore, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's just good lore right there. Jokes on you, Batman. Uh, yeah, that I completely missed that the first go around. And yeah, yeah you know, you text me about that. And I'm like, what is he talking about? So, um, you know, immediately went to very cool. Moment. I immediately went to my friends on the Internet and found I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So a little bit of a different take on the death of Robin. Um, you know, obviously. It yeah. was, uh, so we'll see yeah. what that kind of plans out to, mm-hmm. of course. So they've if, if, if that's something they can never retcon, I swear to goodness. No, <laughs> they can't. Retcon well, and, and Robin's no. Death. And, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of people are, have been debating. It's like, are we going to see another suicide squad or is this just merely a launching mm. point for where we could potentially see some of these other characters? You know, in other DC movies, uh, again, I, I, it's not a stretch to say when the yeah. when the Batman comes out, you are. I would be shocked if you did not have Harley and right. Joker in that one. That would be uh, criminal, no pun intended, at this point, not to have them in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean that that was really great stuff. I I really want to hit. You know, we're we're dancing around the elephant in the room. Uh, is you know Jared Leto's Joker, which is okay. which has yeah. been. Uh, if you'll notice, wasn't in the first section of this conversation, which is the stuff that we didn't yes. like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, again, internet, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Okay. So it's what I tell my dog. Stop it. <laughs> Came home last night after the concert and she'd gotten in the trash again. So I had to give her that. Stop it. After the fact, which makes no sense. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh but Jared Leto. So let's reference back to episode one, where I challenged everybody to stop using Christopher Reeve as their reference point for Superman. Sure. Okay? Right. He was a great Superman, an awesome Superman. I love to watch those two, first two Superman movies. I will always be a fan of those two movies, but I cannot use Christopher Reeve as a reference point for that character any longer. Stop using <laughs> Heath Ledger as your reference point for this character. Heath was fantastic. To say otherwise, you're a, a ding-dong dopity-dope. He was, he was great. What I, yeah. what I loved about the... the we've, we, we essentially have four. Four live-action interpretations of Joker. Okay? Right. There's uh, Cesar Romero... Uh, yes. from from the uh the old joker mm-hmm. days from the nine from the Where, 60s tv show the mustache that was painted yep. over uh-huh 
by the way. He wouldn't shave his mustache. No, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't. Said, it was very... They said, I'm not shaving my mustache, no, so you'll paint over yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, it's there. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> as campy as that, that show is, uh, and definitely is not where Batman exists today, that version of the Joker for a show that was designed to be that lighthearted mm-hmm. is still pretty, pretty twisted. It's a little bit mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, he does that little, like, kind of, <laughs> that dancing in place type of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he does a great job. It, it's a fun Joker to watch. Yeah. And then you had Jack Nicholson was the second one, who was very much, right. you know, again, a, a, a great Joker. Different origin for the Joker, if that's okay. But he embodied the best of, you know, Cesar Romero, but with a yeah. very like, you know, ooh, we're gonna have a hot time in the old town tonight, you know. When he's frying <laughs> that guy, ooh, we got a live one here, you know. Uh <laughs> love yeah. love that scene, you know. Uh and that was a great joker. Uh he was yeah. he was the clown prince. He was goofing, he was acting silly, but then he could like flip that switch and he was just like And he'll kill he'll you. He'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. And a great interpretation of the Joker, almost a very classy Joker in a number of ways. Yeah. He still looked goofy, but he was a little bit more sophisticated. He was still, to, he was still together. Like that was, he, yeah, I think that was a, my issues yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's not my favorite interpretation of the Joker is Jack Nicholson's, but, um, and I, and not to say that it didn't fit the movie. I felt like it, everything in that context would like worked. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really felt, like as I watched the movie later on as an adult, I just kind of was like, man, he's really, he really knows what he wants to do. Yeah. Like he's really planning this stuff yeah. out. Like he's, he's, he's not, he's not just doing he's not things. He's not the dog just chasing the car. When I catch it, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, mm. and not to say that we're comparing it right away to Heath, but like I, that interpretation of the Joker, I didn't know if I really identified with. Well, but. and, and I think there, there is a little bit of a generational thing in that, uh, that was the, that was the Joker that I had. Um, sure. Right? Okay. That makes sense. Uh, as yeah. a, as a young adult, you know, in my teens. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then you, then you obviously, get- I guess my Joker would be Mark Hamill's mm-hmm. Joker, I guess in that sense, oh, absolutely. because that was my, uh-huh. that was the one I grew absolutely. up with. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and still, you know, um, an amazing voice of, of the Joker. It's fantastic. Incredible. And so, and then you get obviously, you know, Heath Ledger in 2008 with the dark Knight, and such a different take on that Joker. He did not have white skin. He painted his face white. Uh, yep. you know, he had the cut face with two different stories. You don't know which one is true, which one's not, or are is one right, one wrong. Or are they both just garbage? And he's just lying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just a shade above a hobo in terms of just mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, disheveled. Uh, great scene. Makes his own clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they go through that. Mm-hmm. Right. You great know. scene in that that just absolutely gives my wife the chills is when he crashes Bruce Wayne's party and, and he gets a look at Rachel and, you know, he's got oh, the night. He's goodness. all, well, hello, beautiful. And the way he, you know, terrible impression, but he licks his lips and, 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 like, and we brushes like, his like, hair, like pushes his hair side. behind his ears. Um, Joanna still watched that to this thing. She just goes, she's like, that's he's holding the knife mm. he's holding the knife in the same hand and he's and he's and he's like moving his hair and he's trying to like like flatten it down yeah. to make sure he yeah. looks and right just that, and, and it's that, that yeah. licking of the lips mm-hmm. that he always had yeah. dude it, it's an amazing job mm-hmm. and you know sad to say that Heath is 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 dead and gone yeah. but it's, it's a performance that will live on forever 
that is the, you know, and a lot of people, I think of our generation, I guess separate, you know, 10 years, but a lot of people that are around our age that goes and that goes and sees another interpretation of the Joker. That is the Mm -hmm. thing they're going to walk into the theater with is Heath Ledger. It's going to be tough to shed. And it's only makes sense Mm -hmm. because that's the only reference point. Absolutely. They really kind of have. Absolutely. Seeing and such an impact of a character. And uh, all that being said. And now we have Jared Leto. (laughs) And the the beautiful thing of the Joker character is there are certain certain characters in comic book mythology that are very difficult to have radical reinterpretations without dramatically altering the character. But yet you still can. Wolverine has gone through different takes. Batman has, Superman has, they all have. Right. Joker is not bound by any of those rules. And there is a certain blueprint that I believe you, you've got to have for Joker. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the rest is going to be very wide open. I had no problem with bling bling pimped out Joker. I thought it was <laughs> fresh. I thought it was awesome. He mm-hmm. has this swagger about him where he's almost like this Scarface type of gangster. But feels younger. Younger, but yet he is he literally has nothing together. It is it it, it to me it's a it's a new take on Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. with the volume turned all the way up. Yep. And there were times where you could see he was trying to channel you know, a ledger style and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it would have been, well, I mean, it been ter- is it channeling ledger or is it just reaching into, cause I think ledger went after the Joker, I think. And then Leto's going to go after the Joker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's necessarily channeling ledger. It's just d- digging deep into what the Joker. There, there were a couple times where I felt the, the voice modulation he used was a little similar to Heath. Okay. And, and I think All that's right. to be somewhat, Expected. I mean, if you're going to do a cover of Even Flow, at some point you're going to sound like Eddie Vedder. Right. Okay. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So that being said, I, I, I thought it was such an amazing fresh take. I didn't need to see the carved smile into the face. I didn't need to see that because I've seen it. It's been done. I, I didn't need. If he walked in, if he walked on film with knife marks in his mouth. That would be one of the biggest insults, or the or the permanent smile from the from the chem, or permanent from the, smile from the chemical burn, which gave him that permanent, you know, right? Smile. Yeah, uh, like there is yeah. what what do you what is expected in that moment other than other than like that tattoo on his hand, mm-hmm. like that was and great I think too. That by the way, was, when he put it over that, his mouth, like yeah. when he just like puts that right over his own mouth mm-hmm. and he just laughs a little bit, I was like, okay, like you know this character. I felt like Jared Leto knew what was going on with the Joker. Yeah, it it just it it was such an awesome, you know, the the, the tattoos, the the gold teeth. I you know, I I'm, I loved that. I remember someone I saying it's like, the well, style. it's like why would he have gold teeth? And someone very easily brought out was like, well, you would probably have gold teeth too if Batman was socking you in the face all the time. That's actually been confirmed. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. Mm-hmm. David Iyer confirmed uh that the reason why Joker has fake teeth is because they've been punched in so many times by Batman. Batman has knocked his mouth. And I hope we get to see that. I hope we get to see something like that, you know, because well, you got to, if you're telling me he's not going to knock the mouth out of the guy who cackles, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and especially if he uh, happened to run into Rage Beast version of Batman. Yeah, Robin. Yeah. After yeah. post Robin. Post Robin. Right? Yeah. I I just I believe the performance was fun. I had I he didn't have a lot of screen time, only about fifteen minutes of screen time. Yeah, not a ton. And you know what? I I I hear these tales of like, oh, there was so much more that they shot. I don't necessarily know if I need more Joker. I don't know if I need it. I felt it was enough to show us that this man, this character, is going to be not only a huge part in the DC Mm -hmm. universe, yeah, he's always gonna be around. He's always going to be there. Right. Yeah. And I think after I got over my, um, you know, <laughs> my butt hurt. <laughs> there, wasn't uh, more, moments. there wasn't more Joker. <laughs> there wasn't more Joker. Well, I mean, again, uh, comparatively to what the trailers mm-hmm. had kind of set up. Yep. That's where I was kind of coming from with that was like, okay, the trailer set me up for Joker and I'm but, not looking hey, at Joker the, a lot. I, but I will say, dude, I want to cut you off because I'll forget. They did give us a cool twist because in the trailer, he's like, I'm just going to hurt you real bad. You think he's talking to either flag or the, um, the security guard at bell rave that played, right. Played by yeah. Ike you think he's talking to someone else and yeah. it's Harley other than and it's Harley. He's talking, I'm just going to gonna hurt you real bad. And just, just that was, yeah. that was, that was that, a nice yeah, twist. The, that was a nice that, twist. Uh, that reveal. That's what I'm looking for. Reveal. Yeah. That reveal was, Man, that was on point. It was. Oh, mm-hmm. man. When I saw that scene and I'm like, okay, this is that. You know, you think about it. Okay, this is the scene in the trailer. And then it's Harley on that table with those electrodes and he's just zapping Giving her that shock her. therapy. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. What a torture. Yeah. And I, I felt that his, uh, you know, you didn't hear a lot of the laugh um, and that's okay. There, yeah. There's a scene in particular that I felt really encapsulated the madness of, of Joker. And... Uh, it was when he, when they rescue, uh, Harley, you know, they've, they've commandeered the helicopter. Right. And, uh, you know, one of his goons is, you know, on the big 50 cal, just, you know, just lighting things up. And then he's standing there with a machine gun and he starts shooting and that AK just, and then he just gets this maniacal face and he's just like laughing hysterically as he's shooting this gun. It's like, he's not even really, what is he shooting at? He's just shooting he's just shooting and he's just shooting and he's just like almost like this doubled over you know the image i'm talking about he's doubled over yeah and the way the camera catches his eyes and the the bling of the teeth you're just like that dude is crazy right <laughs> and and it's a and it's a cool look at the joker who's just feeding off of frenzy around him everything it's yeah. like Loud noises and it just gets him yeah, excited and, and he can't and that's it. And the, like he's gone. the rescue was planned out and all that, but then it just devolves into chaos and he's just like, Woohoo! Right? Let's do yeah. it. You know. That yeah. is such an awesome scene. I also really loved Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You finished what you were saying, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, that um, was my bad. It was only yeah, and it's okay. It's only a little bit of I guess the what I was wrapping up was after I got over the fact that I didn't see the Joker as much as I wanted to see that I thought I was going to see him as, as represented in the trailers. I'm with you on the fact that I, as much as I did see him, I'm like, I'm satisfied right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Like as I think about the rest of the movie at the time, as I was watching it, I was, I was a little miffed that I didn't see after the plane crash, I didn't see any more of, of the Joker. There, there Um, is allegedly a scene of him with burns on his face. 
Um, well, there's a lot of and Jared yeah. Leto come mm-hmm. out and said that there was a lot more shot, but at the same time, I, I'm kind of on the side of the of the cutting room a little bit. Where, I mean, I don't know if this movie could handle any more. No, of of input. We needed to see Suicide Squad mm-hmm. fleshed out. I didn't need to see Joker and the Suicide Squad. No, no, no. I I, I agree fully because we'll see that later. We'll see we'll see Harley Quinn and Joker with Batman. Yeah, like, that's know, that's for sure. You know, Leto did make in and as as much as I enjoy Jared Leto's performances in a, in a number of his movies. I mean, he obviously was fantastic in Dallas Buyers Club sure. as, as Rayon. Uh, you know, American Psycho, Fight Club, dude, Fight Club, yeah, right. You know, like, he 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 is a an interesting actor, and I think he's someone mm-hmm. who's still very much working on his craft. I know a lot of people felt he didn't deserve the Best Actor award for Di- uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I don't know if you had a chance to see that movie. It I is absolutely it, no. fantastic. Uh, he plays a a transvestite homosexual, cross-dressing homosexual mm-hmm. who has AIDS um, mm-hmm. and is also, you know, fighting several different addictions, cocaine and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and he goes by the name Rayon and he is absolutely fantastic in that movie. And oh. I didn't even know that was Jared Leto until mm-hmm. the credits. I was like, wow. Jared Leto? <laughs> I was like, wow. whoa, homeboy nailed it. He's he, I, wow. And that's why I didn't have a problem when he was cast as Joker. Now, yeah. where I'm getting a little bit of Jared Leto fatigue is, okay. uh, you know, he has gone on a little bit of a of a presser talking about how much was cut and there's enough to make an entire Joker movie. Please, dear God, we don't need a Joker movie. OK, we don't. That'd be a lot to watch. I'm I'm still reading Death of the Family, which is a Joker-centered story. He's a difficult character to center everything around. It just it's it's he doesn't have a he tough. doesn't have a foundation. It's tough. There's no there's no like core to the Joker yeah. really. And so uh, we'll we'll probably never see that. But then he he made an, an interesting comment that I I gotta call malarkey, where he's like, well, yeah, you know, I guess if they. If they want me back, you know, um, you know, we could probably work something out. Don't be stupid. We know you have a multi-picture contract. That's how these movies work. Okay. You're going to be back. You didn't get all the scenes that you wanted in the movie. I can understand he's a little frustrated over that. But Jared, if you listen to this show. <laughs> Which I've I've heard that uh, he long time listener, first time caller, Jared Leto. Uh, Jared, you did a great job, dude. You really did. I enjoyed your performance. I thought you were fun. I thought you yeah. were crazy as crazy. The parts that they had you in the movie, I felt were very well done. And there's a scene that I really really liked that speaks to the dynamic between him and Harley. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about where he's offering common Harley for a night of fun, which was a little, oh, right. which was a little interesting. And, and I, I, yeah. I did think it was funny how, you know, I forget the character that common was playing, but how he's kind of buying in at first, but then there's sort of that, I think I'm being brought into a trap here. I think I'm being set up. Yeah, here. no, <laughs> you were being set up, my friend. That is for sure. But is when, uh, you know, he, in a flashback uh, when he takes Harley to um, access chemicals, which is where, right. Um, right. You know, created 
Joker. Essentially his origin. His origin. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with it, if you, and if you haven't read it, that's okay. We'll spoil it a little bit. Um, it's based off of the comic book, The Killing Joke, which is the def- one of one of many definitive <laughs> Batman stories. We will, and I'm definitely talking about. I that know you this are. Episode. I know you are. Um, <laughs> we do need to wrap up the squad here, but um, it, it, definitive Batman story that is um, the canonical origin of the Joker, uh, right. and that canonical origin it plays across all DC universes. Which I love. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's new 52, it's old 52, it's the next 52, whatever. That origin story, DC has said, is canonical. And it happened in, That's it. It happens in every universe. That's his start. And it's essentially, um, you know, Batman um, knocking um, Joker before he became Joker into chemicals. And, mm-hmm. and thought he was dead. And it, and it already snapped what was already a, a brittle mind. Um, and, and created the Joker. So in Suicide Squad, uh, very similar to, you know, what he, what he did in the animated series. And then when they brought Harley into the comics, um, he takes her to where he was made and he is going to make himself a version of himself. And Mm. when he pushes her into the chemicals, did she, did he push her or did she, no, she, no, he told her she had to willingly fall. She had to willingly, she had to willingly, she had to, she made that choice. Thank you. She falls in and he's going to leave her there. Yeah, he goes, he walks off. And I just love that look. He stops and he just kind of like. Mm. And it and it plays to, yes, the Joker is a you, you, you can't ever figure him out. Right. But yet there is that attachment to Harley for whatever, whatever it is, whether it's love and, and obviously Suicide Squad makes it very evident that they have a sexual relationship with each other. Right. Uh, and, and that's, that's even not so much hinted at in the animated series cause it's the animated it's for, series. I mean, that was more for kids, yeah. right? Like you're not going to yeah. really play that through. Uh, but it is played out in the comics. It's played out in the games that they, their, their relationship isn't just, you know, sidekick. They have a relationship. They have a relationship. Yeah. And so when he dives in after her, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a, a, just a, and as she's reflecting on that, She's trying and all the paint is running. Yeah, I, I love the visuals mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah. Like I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Like all the paints falling off of, off of them. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, Jared, you did a great job. Don't don't get yourself too worked up. I I don't want to see an uh, unrated cut of Suicide Squad. I don't think we necessarily need it. Um, yeah, but there's so much more we could talk about with it. But um, I just kind of want to gloss over just a few quick things because I know you want to talk yeah. Killing Joke animated because yeah, there's a few more there's a few more things yeah, i definitely want to um, get out for that we've been again it's been like longer than yeah, what we thought so we were going to be so it's, it's going to be jam-packed yeah. um, a little bit of everything we've kind of built up yeah for. I, I definitely appreciated deadshot's um you know character portrayal his interaction yep. with batman i thought was fantastic um some people thought it was cheesy you know his daughter standing there saying no dad no and by the way he he, he wouldn't be killing batman i'm sorry as fast as deadshot is Batman ain't going to stand there to get shot, but the little nope. girl doesn't know that. But that's his fantasy, right? Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. dead, dead shots, like fantasy, like that's his greatest wish, right? Yeah. Was to be able to just put him down and not have to worry about mm-hmm. it. Um, I thought that interaction was great. Um, the, the, the editing on the fight scene was a little too 
choppy. Would like to have seen maybe a, a little bit of a wider shot because I think... I, You're talking about the end fight scene? No, or? when he first gets captured, when Batman captures oh, him. yeah. Gotcha. Um, because those two are very evenly matched in terms of a hand-to-hand combat. Um, sure. So it would have been cool to see a little bit more of that. Someone yeah. who can go toe-to-toe with, with Batman. Not beat Batman, but kind of hang in there with him for a while. Yeah, be, he'd be able um, to last. Yeah, yeah. Would, would be uh, pretty cool to watch. But I, I love that portrayal. I thought the Flash's cameo was very, very cool. Amazing. Yeah. That was an amazing cameo. Uh-huh. So good I'm for already, Captain Boomerang. I'm already that in was love his, with that uh, character right now. That He's, such a he's good young. He's a little sassy. He's kind of the... I mean, comparisons are always going to be, he's kind of the Spider-Man of the DC. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. He's just coming to grips. He's got a mouth on him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's going to be sarcastic. He's got to look at some of the lighter stuff of this before it gets to him. Yeah. Um, And I think the animation of his uh, uh, speed force is on point. I love the speed force stuff. Um, But I'm, I'm all in on, on flash with you. I think that's a, that's a very Mm -hmm. good thing. Um, I loved the, um, Oh, what I wrote some stuff down here about stuff I liked. Uh, some silly stuff. I love the new DC logo. Uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that I, I think the redo on the logo is really good. It looks really nice uh-huh. instead of like the the DC with the page turn. It's very much a very very much a um, commanding logo. I like it. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's it's different. Um, the continuity at the beginning of the movie where oh, they tied yeah. in the death of Superman. Hey. So cool. Again, Fox, take notice with your X Men movies. Continuity oh, okay. is the king, man. It's the they king. They don't care. They don't care, they don't John. Care, John. They don't <laughs> care. They don't care. Um, who? Uh, <laughs> man, I'm just a uh, Waller. Is that her name? Amanda Waller. Waller. Yeah. Amanda Waller. Uh, what a cool portrayal of her. And I love. She's a bit of a B. You know, she's if you of, didn't a, know her, she's a bit of a B. She's she's a. <laughs> She's not nice. <laughs> she is not a nice person. She nails that. She, she nails that, that room. She nails that character too, dude. I I was taken aback when she yep. when they finally when they when they when Rick Flag walks through the door and she's the one in the room that they're supposed to be rescuing. Yep. Of course, right? And then they wrap everything up, get everything done, people, and then she caps every single person in that room yep. except for Rick, and he's just standing there like, "I know you're capable of this, but." Holy well, and crap. it's a moment for for uh, Flag uh, where he realizes he's been played as well too. Yep, he's not been. It's not been an equal partnership. Yeah. It's not been a, um, you know, it's she's not. He's not. She's not looking to him as her like number one. I, I think the know? I think the editing and the pacing could have been a little bit better uh, leading up to the Waller reveal. Um, it felt like it, ju- it right. felt like it jumped a couple times, um, because yeah. there, there, you had a lot of movie though. Yeah, There's a it, lot it, of stuff it, to it get is, through. It is. And, and so I, I was taken a little bit back cause at first I'm like, wait a minute, is this all just a test to see what they want? But then you, you know, after the movie and you're kind of piecing it all together and, and then you're like, okay, so it, it made a little bit more sense. I felt yeah. that the pacing got a little off there. I mean, it, it's, it's a knit. And just pick out a little bit, um, but it doesn't it doesn't affect the overall yeah. story by any means. Yeah. I mean, one of my last things that I really loved about it was and how can we not talk about this yet? I guess we'll save best for last. El Diablo. Yeah, he I fell in love with that character. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, to be honest with you, it's not a character that I've I've known a lot about at all. He, he's not a big he's um, not a big player in the DC but universe. Man. 
Yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, in the spoiler alert, I don't think he's, you know, they showed him as kind of dead at the end, really, or gone. Not dead, just gone. He, he's um, not dead. <laughs> but like, he can't be. No. Um, but the full form of him just lighten, just going full rage monster and actually becoming the devil. Yeah. Uh, that was, oh man, I was on board. Yeah. I was well, pumping my fist as, as, as little as possible, you know, but I was on board. What, what I really, so cool. what I really love about how DC approaches um you know their superhero origins is marvel tends to kind of go with you know and we're talking comics okay we're not talking movies we're talking comics right they go with either mutant you're born that way right or you're you create something and make something that uh um, right. like iron man okay uh or you're you're born of tragedy and loss you literally have no superpowers but you have trained your body and your mind to peak performance like a punisher okay yeah um or you're the um results of of an accident sure daredevil spider-man jessica jones okay power man list goes on and on there are a few characters that their origin rests in things that are metaphysical and out of this world. Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, you know, characters like that. And then characters... Enchantress. Enchant well, I'm talking specifically Marvel side right now. Oh, Marvel, sorry. And okay. then you've got some that are, um, quote-unquote, you know, gods of legend. Thor, Submariner, yeah. things like that. Okay, Namor. I don't think he goes by Submariner anymore. He goes by Namor. Yeah, it's Namor. Um, so, on the DC side... Um, it, it's more, I, I love how they approach the metahuman. Um, right. In that, you know, you do have your people who are peak performance, obviously, Batman. Right. You've got otherworldly, Superman. You've got characters of legend, Wonder Woman. But then mm -hmm. you have these metahumans, and metahumans are born from a gene that is already in their body, kind of like mutant. Mm -hmm. But it's triggered either by um, a traumatic event or accident. Right. So that gene was already there present in you. It just needed something to just just activate it. Yeah, turn it on. Okay. Yeah. Um, X-Men plays a lot of that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, But then you also have characters who are very deep in, in magic. Um, Enchantress, Diablo being two that obviously. Well, I guess Enchantress is a legend because she was. Oh yeah. Previously, yeah. I guess that kind of counts as her being. A, That's true. Like a legend, yeah. of, like a god legend. Uh, El Diablo falls kind of under the black magic. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if he was the devil. If he became the devil, kind of was like this shamanistic looking creature. Could have been their interpretation of the devil. But I, I, I like how they they do that, and here's the specific yeah. reason why. If you're familiar with, and I think this is how it's playing into the overall DC universe. Yeah. There are very few things that can stop Superman. Mm -hmm. and, but one of them is magic. Yep. I mean, there's obviously kryptonite. But <laughs> it's magic. And the name Martha. And the name Martha. Their, their safe word. Bruce and Clark's safe word. <laughs> Uh, is is magic and magic, so yeah. and and so in in that was something that was introduced, you know, crisis of 
you know, infinite earths where it's like, hey, we got to tone Kal-El down because good Lord, the guy's like throwing planets around like baseballs. <laughs> uh, and I think that's that's they're, they're trying to establish that, um, that there is okay. this really magical uh, presence that exists in this world um, and that. That that's going to be one of the things. Like when when Darkseid eventually invades Earth, one of the reasons that Superman is just not able to just mop the floor with Darkseid is Darkseid is you know kind of as kind of some magical properties. Yeah, it's yeah. what what we would consider magic. He considers science. Yeah, right. Makes sense. And so that's why even in the comics and the animated series, Darkseid usually kicks Superman's tail. Superman mm-hmm. has a hard time with Darkseid. Well, there's that. There's a Doom, I think, at the end of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, is it Doom? No, it's uh, Batman Superman Apocalypse. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman Superman Apocalypse. At the end of that, you know, Darkseid goes to town. Oh, yeah. On on both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's something that Superman has very little power to just raw power to stop. He He's got to play the clever game. He can't punch his way through that. He's got to be mm-hmm. smart about yeah, it. Yeah. So I yep. I see cool. a lot of it like with Enchantress and El Diablo that they're establishing this um, magic, mystical, yeah. you know, because Wonder Woman does not come from a mystical background. She comes from legend, the gods, but it's right. not a yeah. it's not a mystical type of thing. So um, we were talking about continuity and continuity being king. That's, I believe, one of the overwhelming reasons why magic and was introduced into this, because we can we will see that yeah you can looks like you beat Superman to death, mm-hmm. but you didn't. But here's something that is re- other than kryptonite is going to be a real challenge for Kal El. Yeah. Yep. And t- and not just something I just got to stay away from the green stuff. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. gonna get blindsided by a few stuff, yeah. and by a few things in this world. And I'm excited to see that play out. Absolutely, dude. But yeah, you're right, dude. The continuity was fantastic. With obviously yeah. this picks up almost immediately after Dawn of Justice with the Panhandler selling, uh, you know, Superman remembered T-shirts and Waller right, yeah. giving her fake. They're like, oh yes. Let's always remember Superman. You oh know? my gosh, what a what a oh what man. a B. What a what a terrible person. <laughs> what a what a BB she is, man. Yeah, Bobo, a yeah. BB. Hey, dude, let's uh, let's um, talk that mid credit scene, dude. Yeah. So can you um, remind me? You got to remind me a little bit of it. Do you remember? Uh, well, Nick Fury shows up and um, no. <laughs> <laughs> offers Iron Man, uh, and uh, every nerd just passes out. Oh, Avengers versus Justice League. Oh my God, the budget would <laughs> be <grief>. astronomical. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Um, speaking, we'll we'll talk about. Uh, it was a twenty. Speaking of which, it was a twenty year twenty year anniversary of Amalgam. Amalgam. Amal, amalgam. My mammalgam. Yeah, DC versus Marvel. The DC versus Marvel. The two brothers. Earth ninety six oh what three? Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> the fans got anyway. the fans got to vote on who would win. Um, and then they, then they had the amalgam comics where you had like the Wolverine style Batman. Yeah. Dark claw. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> anyway. Thank God that stuff doesn't exist anymore, man. What a mess that was. Um, so yeah, uh, no, the mid credit scene, you know, features Bruce Wayne and Amanda Waller. Uh. Yeah, She's, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why I blanked that's on okay. that. That's okay. You know, Bruce already has yep. the, uh, you know, uh, files from uh, LexCorp 
on on Diana, Cyborg, Flash, right? And uh, and he yeah, and he's been visiting and, them. And Arthur. Well, we don't know if he's been well. Wait, I mean, you've, we've we got a teaser in another trailer, yeah. right? So here and here I, is my take on what Bruce is actually getting from Amanda. Okay. Okay. Now, what he got from the the yeah, yeah what he got from the data yeah. files uh, from Lex via. Uh, Diana, which, by the way, mm -hmm. again, in the Ultimate Edition, makes more sense how he gets it. So if you haven't seen the Ultimate Edition, please watch it. He just doesn't right. it just doesn't magically appear on his hard drive. That's actually a fleshed out part of the story. Uh, so he already has this information. We're already assuming based on the Justice League trailer that him and Diana are out recruiting. They're trying to trying to bring everyone in. So yeah. why does he need? Why does he need Task Force X's files on right. these same people? Mm hmm. And it's for one simple reason. I'm with you. They know how to <laughs> stop these metahumans or they're working on it. Batman will never trust a metahuman. Well, they fully. just, I mean, and again, right. And again, this goes back to the Batman versus Superman yep. conflict. Why there was a conflict in the first place mm -hmm. is because he watched his city destroyed he watched well, uh, not you his know city, not his city his, i guess well his he's building. still got ownership his building, there. yeah he has he he's has got, property in metropolis yeah he's got property in metropolis mm -hmm. i don't think he was just upset about the building coming down but all the that people cost a that, lot of money pal that cost a lot of <laughs> dad gummit like i spent a lot of cash getting that thing up i think i made uh, out of money oh wait made, a minute broke my <laughs> broke my satellite you know broke my building like when does it where does it stop where does it stop? Only have so much. <laughs> Insurance only covers so much. Um, Wouldn't that be ridiculous if that's really what he was upset? Like, <laughs> that's what he was That building, about. you son of a... That building meant so much to me. My father built that building. <laughs> Good grief. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean... Building you've got, that's where the That's where the tension starts. And, you know, while him and, him and Superman have come back to, um, you know... Uh, an understanding, not on even ground, but an understanding that they're both, you know, kind of going after the, the, the most good that they can do. Um, but again, I don't, they're Just not very, friends. They're not very different ways of doing it. Where, yeah, very different ways of doing it. And they're not friends. They're not, uh, nope. they're barely teammates. Well, right now Superman's still dead. So like we, like as Batman goes around and starts understanding that, yeah, Superman's not the only one. And now I've got, now I need to know, well, he, and this is played out in Doom, mm -hmm. where he goes through and he starts building a case to stop every single one of these guys if they decide oh. to snap and go rogue. And, and I think, I think you're on point, man. Yeah. You brought that up uh -huh. to me and you said, this is where I'm at on it. I know I'm speaking for you, but this is, I mean, you brought that up to me and I was like, dude, that's, that makes so yeah. much sense. And, and I could be all wet. It's just my theory. Um, it's like he he really does not need anything that Task Force X has to offer. Yeah. Other than maybe locations, maybe they don't know exactly where people. Because well, that's at. the yeah, that's the next trailer, right? The Justice League yeah. trailer is him going around to the locations but, and talk, making friends. But yet, Bruce obviously knows how Amanda Waller behaves and how she 100%. acts. So. My theory is, and even even Diana, he needs to know how do I stop these people if I have to, and that's what I love about the Batman character. Batman mm -hmm. is not 
a noble man. Right. Now I mean, he's got he's got his characteristics of he, not wanting to kill, right? And not wanting to well, unless you you're know, unless you're Zack Snyder's interpretation of Batman, you know, right? Well again, like <laughs> I'm gonna and I know well, that was the biggest issue I had with it, but again, if we're moving forward with Canon, forward, and I'm, and I'm not gonna not going to the, beat it up the, again. The rage beast will subside. But but yes. I think it's a natural evolution for someone who's been doing this for twenty years and he Right, exactly right. Yeah. It's when good when good men become cruel. Rule, right? right that line from yeah. alfred is amazing so yeah it's he it, as much as he and, and diana kind of have the banter there in the justice league trailer um and i would say probably of all the justice league members uh and i read justice league comics i think they're fantastic yeah diana is probably the one he trusts the most yeah, there there is a a she's got wisdom behind her. Though. She has wisdom of thousands of years. And right. Um, That's just not, not just not knowledge. Yeah, it's wisdom. No, yeah. And we we have talked about how amazing that character is. And we will continue to talk about how amazing she is. And she is the the voice of reason oftentimes in the justice. League. Right, yep. And so but still, uh, you know, Batman will never fully trust these type of people. And Mm -hmm. um, because Batman in himself, you know, and I have heard rumors that people have said, well, is Batman a metahuman that, you know, his gene was triggered by the death of his parents? I think you could maybe make somewhat of an argument because he is it's a thin case he, but it's there. you know he is peak physical performance he is peak mental performance but yet also when you look at his origin story he made himself get there it didn't yeah it is it wasn't automatically strong. yeah it didn't ha- and and he knows when he is outmatched he knows when he is outclassed and he has to go to his wits in his brain yep. and not just punch his way through and and yeah. and all that so yeah i i thought that mid credit scene was fantastic a little bit of a tony stark you know Bruce Wayne type of thing maybe a little a little bit um but yet I still man that when she tells Bruce you look tired quit working yeah maybe stop working stop working nights and he just turns around and looks at her and he's like she knows she knows of course she knows of course Amanda Waller knows and, and that's why it triggered with me it's like if task force x knows right that Bruce Wayne is Batman then they're going to know how I can stop Flash, how I can stop Cyborg, how I can stop Wonder Woman. He already figured out how he can stop Kal-El. Yeah. But how, how can I stop uh, Arthur, Aquaman? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to... There's more to those files. But I do like that when he tells her to shut it down, Task Force X, or me and my friends will have something to say about it. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't really know if his friends are necessarily the justice league. I don't you know. Don't think so? It could be. Um, that seemed to be a pretty heavy, heavy handed be, comment to not mean the justice league. It, it could be. Um, but I'm also, maybe I'm overthinking it. Waller has access to Harley Quinn. All okay. she has to do is whisper Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. So, is Nightwing floating around somewhere? Is do we have a do we? I yeah. don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I, I, I see where you're coming did, from. I don't know. I just if, I don't know. Could could Batman rally the Justice League to go after a government agency, or does he mm-hmm. take that on himself and just say, because Diana knows who he is, right? Clark knows who he is. Yeah. I saw it through the cow right away. 
you know, he wasn't hiding <laughs> yeah, who he was, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, well, never mind. That that theory is probably shot because he gave away his identity to to Flash um, in yeah. the trailer. Okay, never mind. I just shot down my own theory. <laughs> that was a fun conversation. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So is, are you good on Suicide Squad? I feel uh, good I'm very Suicide good on Squad. Suicide Squad. I have every intention to see it uh, one more time in the theater. I know. Yeah. I want to see it one more time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I may go tonight. I don't know. Uh, I probably won't go tonight. I don't know if my ears can take a... Uh, Anymore. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Because um, you're about to go more more brutal this weekend. Uh, so yeah, we got Guns and Roses on Monday. So yeah, yeah. so it'll be. Um, um, so anyway, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I want to cool. see that again in the theater. Absolutely, man. All right, well, cool. Two, That's two uh, thumbs up yeah. for Suicide Squad. I liked it a lot, man. It's, liked it a lot. Oh, and yo, know, can I throw something out there too? One, I gotta, you know, I gotta. I, Why not? I gotta poke the tiger one more time. Okay, I gotta. Okay. I, I got to. <laughs> I got to. Got to. So it, what do I need to brace myself for? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> So suicide has uh, been equated to Guardians in a number of different ways. I I think of it the same way. It's DC's Guardians because the the Guardians are a little bit. I mean, Guardians it's just, are you've criminals. Got a group, they're criminals. You got a group of people. Well, yeah, they're criminals. But yeah. you got a group of people that the mass population doesn't know a lot about. So you can kind of shoehorn a lot of them in the same movie. Make sure that they establish as a group that you don't have to like make single movies out of. Exactly. Free yeah, you're probably not going to see a Rocket standalone movie. I'd, I'd love to, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Here's Sorry. something that's very go interesting ahead. because it's been it's, it's been compared to Guardians in a number of ways because of the the film style the use of modern music killer soundtrack yeah eight day total for guardians of the galaxy 146 million okay eight day total for suicide squad 192 yeah i just i think that's very telling that dc has a hit on their hands i think they have a hit on their hands but i have to i'm gonna say my piece on this okay um I don't know if that's when Guardians first came out, uh, when they started launching the trailers for it, I saw it. This was very early for a film like that. I think I think we're okay with Suicide Squad because of Guardians. I think Guardians movies that superhero movies that have come up with some with characters that not everybody recognizes. Mm It was the first one that really kind of did that. Oh, no. You know, you had not off on that at all. No, you're not. So you had. You had Avengers that was built up from single movies after single movies. Um, and then was Guardians after Avengers 2 or just before Avengers 2? It's phase one. Guardians is no, phase No, no, phase two. I'm sorry. Phase two. Yeah, yeah Guardians Age, is Age of two. Ultron happens after Guardians. So, yeah, so it leads up. So, but you already have an established, you have all the X-Men. Uh, things, speaking of a movie goer, you have X-Men movies that have been like pigeonholing their way through. <laughs> The through the decade, hammer fisting their had, way through them, through, okay. through their yeah. way. No, you're, let's be you're honest. Not wrong. Yeah, let's be honest. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, hammer fisting their way through. So you've got a you've got a kind of a, a set of a stage there. You have the Iron Man uh, Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe that started. Um, then you have this group, and you've got a talking raccoon. You've got a talking tree that has one line. You have. Um, you know, Drax the Destroyer, right? You have, and then you have Gamora, which, to be honest with you, any any average Marvel fan nope. that has 
if yeah. they walk through this, they walk through the series and they go, cool, I've loved Iron Man. I've seen everything since. I have no idea who these characters are. Yeah. Star-Lord, I don't know who, who is that Groot? is. Yeah, what is that? Right. He is Groot, apparently. That's all I figured out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Guardians has laid a foundation to say this movie can be done and it can make money because it made money. It made a ton um, of money. Still made a ton of money. That's a three-day total. It's 135. Eight-day. Eight-day. Eight-day total. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Eight-day total. Now, yeah. Now, going from that point, you still got more foundation of superhero films. Then you can... I think it allowed Suicide Squad... I, to have the success that it did because we were okay with then going, you know what? I've never seen El Diablo in my life before, but by the end of the movie, I really liked him. Yeah. Like I'm okay with a bunch of characters. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a, that's a great point. That, that, that's a very valid point. The, the reason why I brought it up is, mm-hmm. you know, because it is compared to guardians because uh, they're very similar. Um, yeah, yeah. is that just adding more bullets to my gun that despite what, Many people think this is a hit. Oh, it is sure. a hit. There's no no doubt it's and, a hit. And people are enjoying it and they're having fun. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right, man. That's it. That's it for Suicide me with the squad. squad. Yeah, go see it. If you haven't seen it, we spoil spoil things for you. But um, yeah, if you needed everything spoiled before you went and watched the movie, then you've yeah. come to the right. And place. if you disagree with us, that's <laughs> totally fine. We would love to hear. Let us know. We'd love to hear the reason why you disagree. I mean, we're not just here to espouse our opinion, though it is correct and yours is wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Of course. Uh, no, but seriously, yeah. let us know. Reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. and then of course our Twitter page yeah. RFBPC. So. By all means. Um, cool. So are we, uh, I know we're, we're getting we long, long in the Yeah, piece, but, sir, I, but I, I definitely of. want you to hit on, we, we can save maybe just a little snippet of Rogue One, but I, I definitely want you to give your quick take on the Killing Joke animated movie because yes. I know you were looking forward to it. And um, I really was. Condense that down for us, man. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you haven't, if you haven't read the book uh, already, please do. Um, read it anyway. It and doesn't matter if we spoil it or not. It's a must like it's read. Just, it's a must read. It is, it is the origin of the Joker, like we talked about before. It is the origin of the Joker. It tells um, an amazing story um, of just, it's an amazing story. So uh, when, the, when the, I, the, I... The shooting of Barbara Gordon. I mean, it's... Right, just, the, yeah, it's Barbara Gordon Batgirl. gets shot. She mm-hmm. gets paralyzed, who is Batgirl. Um, there's, it's just, there's so much... To, to to walk through with this movie um the end is a is a wonderful cliffhanger um at the end of the book uh and mm-hmm. at the end of the movie and to be fair i'll give it this the last the first after the first 30 minutes of of the killing joke the film the movie i was in after the thir- first 30 minutes now the first the first few pages of the killing joke barbara gordon is shot yes. okay so you are we are inside of this now the killing joke cast right you have mark hamill as the joker you have kevin conroy as batman the animated series batman Mm -hmm. and joker right there yep and you are i'm sorry i'm gonna say this unreasonably you are wrong if you think that anyone else has done a great job as good as a job as mark hamill has done Mm -hmm. with the with joker and kevin conroy has done with the batman i agree Um, i agree fully (laughs) they are uh, quintessential now the 30 minutes that begin this movie set up barbara gordon and i mentioned that the bechdel test that they failed during this movie um 
the first 30 minutes and, and I'll explain it. The first 30 minutes of this movie watches Barbara Gordon talk to a talk to her gay best friend about a fascination relationship she has with Batman. Which is so not the only conversation uh, that Barbara Gordon has with another person in this movie besides her dad. She talks about a boy. Yeah, that that's not that's not who that character is. I'm I, I haven't watched this since a few weeks ago. I'm st- I'm angry all over again. <laughs> um. Well, she uses she actually uses um, they have a her and Batman have a fight that she doesn't get enough attention that she doesn't. She's not trusted. It's one of those romantic comedy fights. It's that fight before sex. Right. It's that fight before sex. And shockingly enough, John, Batman and Batgirl have sex. And he is old enough to be her father. When yeah. I saw, and they don't, of course, they don't get, they get <laughs> X-rated they they Batman. X-rated. <laughs> it's rated R. It's a rated R. It's a rated R um, well, the sto- animated. Well, the story itself should be rated R because it's it's not. It's a very. It's, it's, it's violent. It's, it's violent. It's, it's incredibly violent. Yeah. Um, But that's how they set up the relationship of why Batman is so, is going after. Like, that's how they write that story. They give Barbara Gordon an entirely unrelated storyline and, and, and origin. Um, and then they, they have her have sex with Batman. And then they move forward to, like, this is kind of why Batman's so upset. Yeah, that, that's, that doesn't work. So you can tell, you now you know exactly why. Like, I was so angry. She was weak. She her whole intention of becoming Batgirl was to impress Batman. It wasn't because she had a it wasn't for justice. It wasn't for anything, almost anything else other than this is convenient that I can become that, you know, Gordon's my dad, you know, Commissioner Gordon's my dad. And I can I can now play with Batman because he's yeah. I like he, I like him. He's mysterious. He's mysterious. Um, uh, absolutely absurd. Uh, I wrote down she's very insecure and uh she gets beat like in one of the like she gets beat up by a villain and it seems to just shake her to her absolute core like she couldn't recover from this from this anyway. Um, that's just a, that's a bad girl I'm just not familiar with. Yep. 20 minutes in they're doing doing the duty and uh, <laughs> and I'm just I'm st- I'm staring at my screen just can I get my money back? <laughs> Like, anyway, read the comic you could, book. You could have rented it. I, you know what? I have probably would have to await. I wanted. I did. I was excited. I was I excited about Mark Hamill. I know you the rest of the movie plays out almost exactly like the book, man. Um, it's really cool. It's really done well. So if if you watch the movie, fast forward, um, past Barbara Gordon getting shot, like go to that scene. And then the rest of the movie plays out almost exactly like the book. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's frustrating to hear because the Killing Joke was was one of the uh, first Batman stories that I that I remember reading. Um, yeah, and uh, Batgirl, um, you know, at that point was was Oracle um, in yeah. in the in the monthly books, you know, whether it was yeah. Batman or, or detective comics. So she had already become Oracle and, um, was, you know, working out of her, her wheelchair and had, had kind of become the eyes and ears, uh, for Batman in the city. 
And because she had lost the use of her legs, she began to exercise her mind more and became a computer expert and a surveillance expert. And, sure. Um, while this show does not center around gaming at all, she plays a huge part in the Batman Arkham series. Um, yeah, yeah, a yeah. huge part. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you you don't succeed in the game unless you're, you know, talking with Oracle. And so um, to hear that her character was treated in in such a way um, where and, and it makes me scratch my head because right. the story itself does not need that extra narrative. It doesn't need it. Nope. And. Um, wasn't even close to being wasn't even a thing that you could remove it. And that's a beautiful thing about yeah. that. You could remove it and the runtime would simply be shorter and you would still have a fantastic animated version of the killing joke. And, you know, depending on, um, you know, how you 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 view Barbara Gordon in, in Bad Girl, she is um, tremendously younger than than yeah. Batman. And Bruce Wayne and the the dynamic that Batman has always had with the Bat family, you know, yep. Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl. And then eventually you had, you know, Red Robin in there and Red Hood and things like that. Right. Exactly. You could you could probably even put Catwoman in there, um, depending on on her mood um, yeah. <laughs> is that. You know, he has a tremendous amount of protection or, or thought of protecting them. Sure. And, and that's one of the biggest rubs between him and Nightwing, Dick Grayson, the original Robin, is it took it took Batman a long time to let Nightwing be Nightwing. And and yep. and um you know, Nightwing does not operate in Gotham. He operates in Bloodhaven, which is a city um, that at times can make Gotham look like Disneyland in terms of its violence. <laughs> um, but yet also on the flip side of that is Batman is often detached from these people and dismissive and will, um, you know, purposefully hold back Robin purposefully, um, yeah. you know, hold back red Robin. Um, and then in later universes and whatever Robin because is Damian Wayne, his, um, uh, the son of, of Selena and, and Bruce. And so with, with, and that's what the story plays on too. Yeah. And, and w- is her introduction is that she's been held back. Yeah. And, and what I'm getting, and, that's, and what I'm getting yeah, to with sorry. that is, is really the only, well, unless you're reading, you know, old Batman comics, the only person that Batman had a sexual interest in was Catwoman and not Robin <laughs> based off of some of those, those old artworks. <laughs> where It's like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that, uh, you know, that, that on and off again, um, love, hate relationship that that Catwoman right. and Bat- Batman have um, never once and this is right what I find just distasteful about this killing joke movie is never once is Batgirl ever presented as a sexual object for Batman yeah and it it's it's gross that that, yep. that they would have those two engage in that type of relationship because until Damian Wayne showed up, uh, Bruce was not a father. So the closest and probably shouldn't be, but the closest thing that he had to a son was Robin. Right. The closest thing that he has 
to a to blood family is Alfred. The closest thing he has to an extended family is the quote unquote bad family. So when I hear of of Batman and Batgirl having sex, I'm not trying to be gross, but it just it it smacks of a really nasty incestual type of thing. Because Batman is Batgirl's protector. He's her mentor and he's her protector, but also fully expects her that if she is going to go out into Gotham, you're on your own. Yep. I can't, I can't be there to bail you out. Nightwing can't be there. There are going to be times, girl, where you're going to get in it and you're going to have to think your way out of it. Of course, of course. And that's just part of the training that he went through himself. And that's part of the job. Batman is not yeah. Superman. He can't hear everything. He can't see everything. He can't be everywhere. Yeah, he can't be there yeah. with them all the time. Yeah. And so it is this mentor, you know, and obviously Barbara never had a bad relationship with Commissioner Gordon. It wasn't a bad no, relationship. No, not really. No. No. But um, she just saw something in Batman that, you know, her, her dad couldn't give her and it wasn't sex. Well, no, and it wasn't, yeah, it doesn't revolve in anything around that. It revolves around vigilant, uh, vigilantism, I guess. Yeah. It revolves vigilantism. around... Vigilantism. <laughs> street justice. Street justice. <laughs> but it, it revolves around that, and it doesn't, and it, she's not seeking, and that's what bugged me about it, is that it made her look like she was missing a father figure that she replaced Commissioner Gordon with, um, with, with Batman. And that it, the relationship on her did not make any sense from backstory. And that's not what the story. And that's not what the story is about. That's not even the story. No. is about that. It's about Commissioner Gordon being trapped by the Joker. Joker trying to make some, him insane. And Joker doing everything he can to break Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, read the book. I don't want to. I really don't want to go into any of it, but. Because it's it's it can be disturbing. It's a very very mature level book. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, to go through, it's funny. The, there are the, mature themes. Yeah, a lot of mature themes. The last time James and I were in the comic shop, he grabbed a copy of the Killing Joke. Ooh, yeah, and he's buddy. old, and, he, and he's nine, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Dad, can I get this?" And I'm like, mm. "I said Let's we're gonna another. wait on that one." Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I think and I think this is important to note because we're we're not trying to be overly dramatic here when we talk about the subject matter of, of the killing joke is that if you, if you go to say Barnes and Noble, which has a great graphic novel section uh, for yeah. collected volumes, if you don't have a local comic shop, um, the killing joke is shrink wrapped. You, yep. you cannot open it in yeah. store. It's not, it's not a, it's not something you can flip through. Yeah. Um, it's not that there's a gratuitous nudity. It's the there, theming well, there of is, the entire thing. Well, there is nudity is, is, in it. There is nudity. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there and, is nudity in it. But the way it's presented but, and, and almost hinted at that, you know, um, well, we're going to spoil some of this. Anyway. The, yeah. the, the, I, again, I, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, hints of potential rape with the Joker and, and Barbara right, Gordon exactly. and, and things like that that just are not meant for the younger Batman reader. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Um, still though, in our podcast, the way it is, like, I don't want to go into no, much more. No, no, of no, that. no, 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 we're not. No, no, um, we, we want to be a, a PG rated show. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a great book. It's a definitive Batman storyline. It's a must read. Just keep in mind that it is adult oriented, very much similar to dark Knight returns. Dark Knight returns is not a, a lighthearted, um, story, romp. But, <laughs> but, but killing joke is definitely uh, a little, a little bit harsher. Um, yep. yeah. 
But the origin of the so Joker. So anyway, yeah. And the down, origin of the Joker and the downfall is of Bad Girl. Yeah. Yeah, Origin of the Joker is played very cool, um, both in the movie and the book. Uh, I, I, they really do a good job with the with handling of that. Of course, they stay true to the comics the whole time. And the cliffhanger at the very end, which you know, I just have to let you do your thing with it. I'm not gonna not gonna say anything about that. I think it's a cool <laughs> cliffhanger to leave out there. I don't want to spoil everything. Yeah. And I think I think that's a cool cliffhanger to leave. Um, that's yeah, that's my kind of take on on Killing Joke. Um, I know that the 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 cat not the cast but the crew of that movie the producer the director the writers got very angry when they were being questioned about Barbara Gordon's um, introduction oh well too bad and uh, they actually did some very foul and nasty name calling did they really at convention they really did um, oh. which uh, when when they were questioned about Barbara Gordon's involvement and how she was represented. They really did some very. They said some very nasty things wow, to some people that that. That, that walked out. It was at Comic Con. It was crazy. And I, after reading that and watching the movie, I tell you, it's names. It's a few names I might write down for that way. I, I'm careful about what I. I'm careful about where I send my money later on. Well, I think that's the that's the that's the line you're gonna that ugh, spit it out. That when you take characters that that people love and they enjoy. And you present them in a different interpretation, that's going to be okay. When you present yep. them completely out of the scope of who they are. Like, yep. nobody wants to see, uh, you know, Wolverine going into action on rollerblades uh, with dreadlocks, <laughs> right? I mean, you would be like, what? And if he, d- and here's my issue with it, John, is that if they did, right? If you write a new character origin story, if you write a new character's uh, profile and this old character, this known character, and you write in sort of a new take, a new take on it, I'm not mad at that. And if you come up with it and you defend it and people ask you about it and you say, hey, this is really what we thought would tell the story. Well, we did it because of A, B and C and because and you have it all together and you and you you talk about it. But the fact that you start name calling the moment someone says, "Hey, why did you? Why did Barbara Gordon use that's, that's immature. her, 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 you know, womanly ways to <laughs> a, attract Batman? Her, her lady, her lady charms, yeah. <laughs> to and then that led to the scene, uh, you know, that led to that. Why did you do that? We don't think that represents at all this universe. Can you tell us more about it? Well, you're a a, a blippity blip." And I think you're dumb. Like, you know, it's, it's your name calling at that point I, I would uh, to, to, uh, to respond to a question. I, I would like to think that, but I, wow, that, that completely had escaped me. I'm, I'm going to dig into that a little bit. Cause I, I want to know, it's I want to know more. Shocking. It, I, 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 was I would, shocked by I would that. like to think that someone somewhere sat down with those, with those gentlemen and said, look, look, <laughs> These are people who are passionate about these characters. Yeah. More importantly, they spend money. <laughs> right. To let you do what you do. They spend their money. They spend money so you can mm-hmm. do these things. And we don't mind spending the money. I don't, hey, I don't mind spending money. Like, I've still got it sitting right here. The audience can't see it. I don't mind spending money on this. The Joker, Death of the Family. Yeah, it's a big volume. Dude. Yo, it's a it's a read. It's a tough storyline, t- tough storytelling, images and that that are they're that are kind of tough to work your way through. It's a it's a very at times horrific storyline. 
I don't mind spending the $25 to buy that because yeah. I, I love the characters. I love the story. Yeah. I'm willing to give you my money. I'm willing to give you my money to go see Suicide Squad. I'm willing mm-hmm. to give you my money to buy the video games, to buy the keychains and all that other, all that other accoutrement. So right. if you're going to insult me because I say, I'm an impassioned Star Wars fan. Yeah. And there are certain things with those characters that I will give leeway to. But if they're presented completely out of stretch, I would just like to know why. Hey, why did you, you wrote it? You should be able to tell me what's going on. Why did you have Chewbacca and Han Solo kiss? <laughs> I don't know. Just picking something, right? You shut up, you dummy, you ding dong dummy dumb. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pull your beard, right? You come over here. So I can pull on your beard. Um, that could persuade someone to go, oh, you think that way? Well, guess what? I'm not going to buy your stuff anymore. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's unfortunate. Uh, that is very unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate that that movie exists, to be honest with you. It, when I first heard and, about it, uh, yeah. my, my thought was, I don't know why. I don't know why you would want to animate that. Um, but then I became interested in thought more about it. And then when you, you know, text me, it's like, dude, it is, it is not good. I'm like, then I, if I can rent it on the cheap at some point, or if it shows up on Netflix or something, cause a lot of those DC, if it's a, there's a free uh, legal streaming service that shows it by yeah, all means, yeah. you know, you got an hour and a half to waste. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give them, go for yeah, it. I'm not going to give them my $20 <laughs> for a Blu-ray or digital copy. Um, no, not especially after hearing their reaction uh, to fans who just simply wanted to know. Yep. And that, that was the final straw on that camel was, okay, now that I know that you've talked to fans about like, like this, you've talked to them like this. I'm, I'm no longer interested in wondering why this movie was so bad. Um, or wondering why the, the, at least the origin stories were so bad. Cause you just didn't, like, you didn't, it, it's one of those things you did not need to add anything to it. Nope. It was perfect the way exactly. It, it was amazing because it, it's, it was what it was. That's why it was awesome. And being that you brought Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in, mm-hmm. like you could, that anyway, and you it, set it up. Well, and who, set it up to be fantastic. Mark Hamill's been very public that he is, he is tired of the Joker. It, it, it's, he's been doing it a long time. Dude, he's been doing it forever. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Hey, before we wrap it up, man, dude, we've gone yeah. long. Everyone's been super patient. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you've lasted this long, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is one this is probably one of the longest things it, we'll ever do. It has. Lots I, to catch up on. I but. do just want to hit just real quick. We're not gonna we don't have to dissect it all right now, but the new Rogue One trailer hit on Thursday mm. during the Olympics. Um, I caught it on the internet um a little bit later in the evening. Man alive, does that look just delicious. I'm very, I'm very excited. About yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. Uh, again, I, Disney is proving in my opinion, at least once again, they know how to handle this product. They know how to handle this, uh, brand. Yeah. Uh, I, I really am looking forward to this. The little, the little tease of, of Lord Vader at the end is very cool. I don't even know if he needs to be a huge part of the movie, but just, and I don't think he's going to be, uh, but just, uh, I am such a Darth Vader fan from four year old John watching Vader board Leia's ship. Um, at that moment I was like the empire rules, the empire. That was one of the first, it was one of the first songs 
when I started playing musical instruments, my first musical instrument was the trombone mm-hmm. in middle school. And one of the first songs I learned was the Imperial March. Yeah. Uh, you don't get much of it in episode four, but man, episode five, man, when those Star Destroyers are all meeting together and, and yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. So say my wife bought me a really great birthday present this year. What's that? Um, I have a, well, I have, I've had these, um, in my office before and I'll be able to set them up again. I'm really excited to have these back and, you know, up on walls again. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's these, uh, old comic book, um, uh, prints that they print out on wood. Okay. Uh, and they're just kind of framed out, but it's the old classic comic book. Like oh, okay. I have the Spider-Man, oh, okay. I have the yeah. Spider-Man comic oh, where yeah, he's yeah. holding Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. um, and goblins behind him and, yeah. and Spider-Man screaming, you killed the woman I love. Yeah. And I have a Captain America one. I have a, um, an Iron Man one. Um, and, uh, so she texted me the other day. She goes, she just, I just, all I got was a text that said Batman, uh, said Batman or Star Wars. And it took me a minute to reply. <laughs> I know. And so I replied, I said, pizza Star Wars. Or goes, pizza like, or tacos. Pizza or tacos. I'm like, uh, both, and tacos? Pizza and tacos? Yeah. <laughs> those sound, both are just delicious. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Star Wars. And she goes, cool. And I hadn't heard anything about it since. And the other day, she, um, well, I, I accidentally saw it. I okay. ruined the surprise. Sure. It was in the back of her car. Um, but I opened up the trunk and to throw my bag in. And right there is sitting the... One of the one of the first printed covers of the Star Wars comic book. Oh, nice, man! Uh, on on that framed wood, I, I in had, that vintage style. I had that comic too. By I'm the sure way. you did, did, dude. Man. I can't wait to show it to you because once yeah. I get my office set up, I'll show it. I'll yeah, show that's you this. Cool, dude. Take some pictures of it for the podcast too. But um, very cool stuff. Uh, I'm very excited about Rogue One, man. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's I think gonna be super killer. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's a standalone movie. There, there's no sequel to Rogue One. Uh, they Disney has been very very clear. This is not a new Star Wars franchise. Well, it's t- it's it's filling in some gaps. Of, it's just uh, telling you how the rebels got the the the, data, the first series. Yeah, the data tapes. Um, so uh, and it does have a link with uh, the Clone Wars, uh, which is very yep. cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this one. James is just about through the roof. Great little, great little snippet uh, in the in the trailer that I like. Um, not not the reveal of Darth Vader because I am a Darth Vader nerd. Um, is I still to this day, by the way, get choked up when he dies in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to admit that. It's okay, man. Yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that uh, because there was always good in him. Uh, is that uh, I, I'm not sure what the name of the the the, the new planet that we're gonna see. Uh, in Rogue One, it's kind of a tropical uh, environment, but uh, there's some rebels that are running from some walkers, and there's yeah. a really cool camera angle of one of them puts very, very similar to the bat- new Battlefront video game, where a guy puts a like a rocket launcher on his shoulder and <laughs> fires it, yep, and, yep. and it hits the side of the walker and it blows up the cannon on the side the of walker the walker. Yeah, on it, like, it flinches. So cool. But then I'm also like, so why didn't they do that in Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Now we're picked. Now we got to poke holes in the old movie that they can't do anything about. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, clearly they learn from that mistake and they reinforce the shields on the walkers. <laughs> There's always an answer, Ryan. There's always an answer. All right, man, dude, we got to wrap this up, dude. We've exhausted our fans to the point of, of no return thank, again. Yeah. Thank you for hanging in there. Yeah. Um, so just the last few things here, uh, please let us know your thoughts on, 
on our show. Please leave us any feedback or just to have a conversation with us. You can find us both at the Twitter page, uh, RFBPC, uh, or at reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Um, love to know, you know, your thoughts and what, what, you know, where you're at on all this stuff. Um, also, you know, just to, just to reiterate, man, we are, uh, this is a, this is the second live show, I guess, essentially of the shut up dog, uh, family. It is. Yeah. Is that right? It is. Yep. It is right now. And that's the, with, the shut up yeah, dog family with, has two shows and, um, my presence is felt everywhere. Um. <laughs> John's in both. Uh, both. Yeah. The fans <laughs> just, they demand more of me, Ryan. No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, yeah, uh, we do have another show. Um, Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks uh, with our uh, fellow partner in crime, Rex Diamond, where him and I talk hard rock and heavy metal. And basically it's just two guys talking about the music they love and Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a good time doing it. We're going to be covering the Guns N' Roses show here in Phoenix on Monday. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. Some good stuff. Hopefully coming. a little bit of your Striper show last yeah, night. Yeah, I definitely saw Striper last night. Um, probably will be on the episode after Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes so, sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, cool. Well, uh, again, thank you. I uh, want to book in the show a little bit. Thank you, Jeremy, again for the artwork. Um, Absolutely. very gracious mm-hmm. for you and, and gr- gracious from you. And we are just thrilled to have that as our new logo and, and the way it looks. So, uh, yeah, to wrap it up, my name's Ryan. I am John. And you've been listening to the reasonable fanboys. <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Yeah.